Tonight on Sidetracked, we go open lines for the first time ever on the Pulling Radio Network, and we talk to legends and fight about 2.5 turbos. Our guests include The Glove, The Fink, The Capo, Bibbs, Brian, and more. Stay tuned. Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios, sidetracked with Armstead and Push. Brought to you by the Second Baptist Bar and Grill, your exorcism specialist. And we're back for another episode of Sidetrack. This is probably the most complicated, pain in the butt, long-tuned uh, episode we've ever had. We... I know we always talk like we're talking in prior tense and how everything's been going, but uh, yeah, this has been going. <laughs> We've been on air since it's six been four hours. It's been four hours. Four hours now. <laughs> but wow, what a show we have in store for you guys! The first live, live sidetrack show. There's bits and pieces of which we're going to share with you now, and some of which we're going to keep in our back pocket. Yes. It's going to go in the vault. And this is going to get canned. It's going to be a two-part show. The names, the people, the stories. I can't fully... The alcohol. The sidetrack vault vault has to get loaded up with this, because there's going to be... Look, full disclosure, there's going to be some some nights coming this summer where we're out at the track and... And uh, we just can't be in the studio and record this show. So we've had some of the largest names in the sport join us tonight. Just so you all know, we had a great big interview with... And then after that, so-and-so called in and then called in and we had a great conversation. <laughs> and every with- single time, the one of those individuals who is so... None of us hoisted up to our... Li- Right, and then called in, and Jesus, man, the the, the information awesome. that I can't believe that called he in and, and did that. That was just genuinely, so, genuinely, it, it was not, it was not an accident. I'm, I, full disclosure, we're being. What the hell are you talking about? We're talking total, about you, Nick. We've been total smartasses right there. Yeah, but thanks for ruining that. As if you follow us on YouTube, you you saw tonight that we were pounding down hard alcohol and then beer, and just the alcohol was flowing. Race when, fuel. When those guys, Jesus, when like those guests, <laughs> when those guests, when those legends graced us with their presence, and that's how I mean it, they graced Absolutely. us with their presence. We didn't drink, and it just like shut up, ask a hopefully smart and question and listen, and that's the nervousness that we all brought to it. So. My name's Armstead. My name is Posh. And we have... Cross. In studio. Wow. It's... Uh, and we got Mr. Nick Meyer from uh, Life Media Productions, as always, being our sound engineer and putting up with our drunk idiot butts Dude, huge, huge thanks to this guy, because look this what he did for us most, tonight. Oh, oh he is God. only the most professional. Live feed on YouTube, dealing with Collins. Dealing with me. Yeah, no kidding. Ugh. 
But uh, I mean, spur of the moment, he he created this and and made it. This go. has been probably the coolest episode. I know Nick, you'll agree with it, even though it's paint complicated paint the butt. This is the coolest episode we've ever done. I'm going to go it, out on a limb. It's been pretty cool. It's going to be a tough one to beat. To, yeah. I'm, I'm going out awesome. on a limb and saying tonight is a, is a bit of history. It's the first night on PRN that there's a live call-in show. It's never been done before. Never. 100%. And not so. only that, other than a special episode, it is the first regular episode of a show where we've had four, four quote, unquote, four hosts off a Polarian Radio Network, talking at any one point in time. Yeah. Hijackings will continue, and beyond that, we have already determined we're behind the curve on this. This is, you're hearing this in post-editing, and that's fine. I don't care. We're a podcast. You you don't need to know that. You know that ahead of time, what you're getting into. Who gives a crap? This was awesome tonight, and we are going to do this again, and we're going to publicize the hell out of it. Because and we got a new phone that, number. We got our own distinct yeah. phone number that is easily remembered. So do awesome hey, forget, job on that again, Nick. Forget. This, you know what? Let's cut out the BS for a minute. This guy, we talk awesome. about him every week, but you know what? He does us so great. Yeah. He has us here in studio for us. He does countless back-end work for us, sure figuring does. out what needs to be done, not just for the podcast that we do weekly, but also supporting us with the announcing material, doing videography for us, photos, you name it. This so guy busts his ass for this show. Hats off to Nick. And hats off to you, Nick. We really, really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, but guys. hey, on top, of, Thank on top of having our own dedicated phone number now, this show has now built a bank of phone numbers to call to the stars. Oh my god, do we ever? <laughs> oh my god, and you know yeah. those numbers Nick, are going down. You got They're, they're you recorded. Really you, you know but the, <laughs> look, we talked about this. Man, we are so jumping ahead. The the, the editing that's going to go on, oh. and you're. In, you, I'm jumping ahead, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. All those guys. This is why we are a part of this sport. They're so humble. They're just like, yeah, call me anytime. This is awesome. I'm There's no talking, celebrity complex I've in Poland. No. You know, the people who see the live feed and the videos and everything we've done, you guys know how many damn computer screens. If you we were have watching live tonight on YouTube, you have you know who we talked to tonight. I've got Facebook right up right now, and just in case people were messing, just even calling that. Even I'm talking with one of our hosts right now. He was talking with the other, or one, you know, one of our guests. He's talking with the other big name guest, saying what a blast it was to be on, Holy thanking crap. us for what we are doing. I was going to say, even uh, even to people watching the live feed, you? they don't understand. You know, there's computers, and I'm on my phone, and Nick's guy, and there's there's so much communication going on besides what we're talking into a microphone. There's text messages and emails going on to make I was this so, happen. I was so worried about going into the tonight. We, we promoted it, and we said, look, it's going to be, again, this is the magic of, of being a podcast where we can say things like this on the front end. I had this laptop up with all kinds of different windows open, ready for any sort of motorsport conversation that would come up. What we got was pure gold. Pure gold, but pure pulling from some of the guys who I just... I sit there and I just like push back from the microphone and go, dude, talk. The guy they're going to hear in this cut that's going to go out tonight, you know, for Thursday night, is thanking me for having him on. 
And there's when nothing. I would have paid. I don't even. I don't even. I don't even. I don't even have my laptop open. Can you say it without giving it away? No. No. Yes, no. 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 Because he's going out today. All right. We had Mr. William Bibbs Giberson on Amazing. the line with us, Stunning. and he's going. Thanks for what you guys do for the sport of pulling. Stunning, That's man. not even right. That is not even right. No. I appreciate it, Bibbs. I really do. But what you've done for pulling surpasses anything we'll ever do. You are a legend. You're a hero. You're an awesome person. Thank you for coming on. Wow, I am awestruck, oh. mind blown, and just I can't comprehend what's gone on in the past four hours no, on a stunning. show that was supposed to be just, hey, let's giggle and laugh, and it's turned into something just completely amazing. And thank you, Andy Gerbach. You called in favors. You called in and said, hey, call this show. You have been probably our number one cheerleader, but without you, this would not have happened today. Thank you, sir. I don't care what you told me via Facebook. We owe you a steak. You and your wife a steak dinner. Indeed, hey, I, sir. And, and, and you know, I don't want to, let's not belabor it. I, you're going to hear the words of Bibbs here in a few. And thanks so much for, for joining us on our show. And we will be in touch again and uh, talk about not just pulling, but uh, everything that's going on with uh, you, your son, Dirt Modifieds, and Absolutely. All that. Any support for motorsports. I, I would like to take a second to uh, to thank you guys for letting me come on air because I I truly feel like I'm 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 kind of part of history right now. This is the first time a show like this has ever been tried on the Pulling Radio Network, and and I feel not, like this has been a huge success. You know what? Not even on Pulling Radio Network. Let's face it, nobody's ever done anything like this in pulling ever. Ever. Well, I mean, the Pulling Radio Network is already the forefront of yeah. Pulling Radio. No doubt. And we, we have to time constrain ourselves. We're not even going to tell you. Who's oh, there's a lot of what's going on oh tonight that won't even who, make it to air. The, who went in the archive? The interview that's going in the archive, you stay tuned. I can tell you the date that show's going to air. I know. I know what week it's going to show up and uh, what a, a legend I called can't in. wait to tune in to listen to ourselves. And you're going to ask any of these guys. I don't want to listen to myself. I, I want to listen to that guy. I don't listen to any of the shows we do. I, I think, never do. I, think I my, never do. I think my favorite caller was, and when we all went to talk about the, uh, and then. Uh, we, we so know. anyway. It forms because it was. But. <laughs> let's get to the news. news yeah, let's get to the news. Let's get to the news. news. The, uh, wait, wait. We got, we got our news song, don't we? We're fancy. I'm gloriously unprepared. Stand in some other part of the country with some stuff that doesn't matter. The NTPA and the PPL as their seasons kick off here in the month of May in the sunny, sunshine states of the Carolinas. But I don't have a whole lot to talk about with that. What we do have to talk about is our standard staples of the obituaries and birthdays, which is where we're going to head to next. Well, we'll get right to the obituaries right off the get-go, and uh, fortunately for us, we don't have any this week. Is that two weeks in a row? Hey, two weeks in a row. You are interrupting Pillow Talk on Sidetrack Network. (laughs) (laughs) Are you seriously old enough to remember Alan Allman with Pillow Talk? Oh, you think I'm that young? After you came out of the MGR theaters at 23 and uh, uh, Gratiot and wanted to head across the railroad tracks and had to wait for Alan Allman to give his sign off while he waited for the train to Mm -hmm. head back to 
far-flung corners of northern Macomb County. Actually, no, I'll blow your mind right now. And uh, I live in St. Clair County. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you're on the far-flung so reaches of M19. Anyway, let's keep the ball, anyway, keep the ball Get out rolling. My trailer. I'm on jail. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back to uh, so, uh, the news and obituaries today on Pillow Talk Radio Network. So, uh, no uh, obituaries to report, which is a good thing. Two weeks in a row, and I enjoy hearing that. You know, I mean, it's... Birthdays, we've got tons to get to. Well, let's get hold on, on with it. hold on, hold on. Listen to the savory As sounds always, of my voice. You know, if you want to get old... have savory sounds. <laughs> I mean, he's not a steak I'm going to eat. Come on, savory sounds. What the hell... As always, if you want to let us know about I'm going to eat this freaking laptop you know what? before I You're eat being disrespectful. Yes, I am. Jerk. I eat that wallet in terms of savory sounds in front of you before. All right, you two. I'm going to mute both of you if you don't straighten up. You're going to what? You're going to what? Do what? It. Do it. Dump button? I'm waiting really? for it. Really? I'm the one who always <laughs> All right. I'm the only words. one on air right now. Oh, I'm still on air. Uh, oh, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I just have to put on a normal. You bed. see what I got to put up with? I'd mute them. You what he has to put up with? Him. So we can get Him. Home. Him. Anyway. So, as always, if somebody involved with the sport of truck tractor pulling has passed away in the recent time that you think we need to know about, I don't care if you think we need to know about them or not. Let us know because it doesn't matter who they are. They deserve their 15 minutes of fame. So uh, get do. a hold of us, AP at SidetrackPulling.com, Sidetracked with Armstead and Poche on Facebook, and uh, let us know so that way they get their uh, due time in the spotlight. Thank you for letting me get through that, by the way. Jerks. Hey, you know what? If, uh, hey, we're going to be respectful. Birthdays, birthdays, birthdays. Are no, we're not. Man, we got a ton of them. Boy, do we... And yeah. there's one, if you don't mention this one on air, you are so done. Oh, you have no idea. I've already been forewarned. I hope you have some to go with us. You're going to be, you know, substitute guest, so we'll accept yours as well. All right, Charles, I think you and I both have the first one uh, the same. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. Friday, or excuse me, Thursday. Ms. Amber Lindgraven? Yes, Amber Graver, who uh, Graver, serves sorry. as photographer for the uh, Hook magazine. Yes. Seen her around a few times and also married to the pimp hat wearing puller. We're going to get to him before we're I done. I noticed that. I'm yeah. mind boggled. Uh, the next one I have, I, Carl, if you got a puller in there, let me know. It pops it up. A guy that I know, Charles, you and I have known probably our entire pulling career, and a, just yeah. a genuinely great guy, Mr. Jerry Mosner. Yeah, G.A. Mosner, Amos, his yes. CB handle, uh, serves as a day-to-day uh, truck driver and puller. And uh, 62? Yeah. Just uh, I wasn't going to throw that out there. I, but I have to. You, everybody you, know you he's, two have on your list would be eccentric nice. guy. Eccentric guy. I love what he's into. Besides, um, he just the things the he gets. Organs are just awesome. He's he's and I don't mean organs. You creepers, just you know, unplug die. now. Die. Simon says die. Okay, Simon <laughs> says die. This guy's involved with the authentic uh, orchestral 
uh, type uh, organs, and you know, it just does a beautiful job in preserving some history. Great guy, great family. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jerry. We love you, buddy. And we cannot leave Saturday alone in terms of birthdays. I don't see anything else that's worth anything. I mean, you may not, but I, well, you better <laughs> because it's your fault that I know who the hell this woman is. Uh, the, the lovely Tanya Kane, um, my partner in life. You're, you're uh, the one who gave you your last name, Charles Kane. Yeah, Charles Kane. Um, Tanya had, came into my world thanks to uh, Drew's. Don't put that on me. Yeah, I'm going to put it on you. Thanks to his introduction, actually, it'll be two years from now in about two weeks. I was going to say, right close. And uh, she has been by my side at the track from the very beginning. And I'm so grateful for everything she's ever done. Um, she's she's jumped in with, with both feet, got involved in the pulling organization, has been there on the backside. Anything that was required of her... Uh, to, to make some of the our TV. secretary at most polls for us secretary at most takes a lot off of us yeah she does she she jumps in and takes care of the the entry sheets and makes sure that the the uh that everything is correct in terms of a result sheet and and handles um you know, double counting of the, the funds in the entry trailer and just jumped in with both feet and i never asked her to do any of that she did it on her own and she's a part of my life, and I, I, I'm going to take this brief moment and say I love you. Thank you so much for being a part of my life. And uh, um, someday, you know, we're going to be more than just boyfriend and girlfriend, and you'll find out about that. I can do that because I've known Go her ahead. longer than you. That's it. You have, you have, and it's your fault that I know who she is. You introduced us. Happy birthday, Tanya. Love Thank you, you so much, Tanya. I love you. He loves you different than I do. Don't get weirded out. What I mean, come on. We know that. <laughs> we move into Sunday, and I, I like you too, for the record. <laughs> okay, good. Thanks. Sunday, guys. Sunday, Sunday. I've got three, uh, four, four. Go ahead. First one I have, Mister Jeff Graver. Graver. Pimp hat. The pimp hat wearing Minneapolis Moline. Pulling fool who hitchhikes his way to Mason, Michigan. Yeah, that's I admire your perseverance. <laughs> 42. Who I the am hell wants out. to hitchhike into here? <laughs> Say happy birthday. Another one coming up. Allison loving Brody Smith turning 39 years old. The guy who uh, has stayed true to the V1710 horsepower and uh he 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 really uh him, him and his dad innovators. came up with innovators oh my god the stuff that they did in in the Allison horsepower we see what's going on with the Green Monster team over in Europe and what the BNT guys are doing over here but they really really stuck their necks out and came up with the offset bore cylinder blocks on those Allisons where they could get away with get away from the fork and knife rods in the bottom ends and be able to use billet. Well, at the time, it wasn't billet. I think it was actually Cummins rods Yes, at the time and, and have the offset left to right cylinder banks and make the Allison's perform. Um, good guy. 
Absolutely. Hard working uh, guy. Works his ass off making Wish sure we that we have those. Him, uh, but I know we'll see him back soon enough. So yeah. happy birthday, bro. Bust his ass making sure those windmills flow up in the north end of the thumb. And uh, looking forward to seeing the alcohol addiction machine come back out. Or alcohol abuse, actually. I was going to say alcohol addiction alcohol is a abuse. different team. Yeah, alcohol addiction is a two wheel drive team. Alcohol abuse, the. the uh, a, well, alcohol addiction actually was a mod. Now it's down in Texas pulling, along with other bunch of other TTPs, yes. which is really weird. But we ain't done with Sunday birthdays. Mister Dan Hartwick, who's he? Some guy from up by Applegate area. You know how them Hartwicks he are. He pulls one there. of the trucks, doesn't he? Yeah, he's younger than me, so I can be derogatory. Thirty-five years old. Thank you for joining us, kid. So uh, next one, oh, I guess I better announce this one. I don't. Have, I'm not done with Sunday. That's what I say for Sunday. Who do you got for Sunday? Rudy Lindhorst. Oh, no kidding. One of those guys who is Rudy, just Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. God, Rudy been involved in pulling yeah. forever. Tough competitor from years ago, and the stories you see on the good old days of pulling from Rudy just and blow the videography. my mind. I love hearing the stories from Rudy. Pullingworld.blogspot. Is the European ver the you know, European you know, blog hosting site? It's awesome. Well, th- thank you, Carl. You realize we've killed the case. That's okay. We're gonna kill another. Thank you, Carl. But uh, happy birthday to Rudy. He'll be thirty-five years old. I guess I got one. I better hit for Sunday. I don't know if you have him on there though. Mm, I guess I don't. My middle brother, puller for years. Yeah. And, uh, I gotta add him. And uh, years prior, he started out the same year I started pulling with a Farmall H nineteen forty one model, and uh, he's pulled uh, he's pulled the go fast. He's uh, not very active in it, but he still is involved. He's very big help for me with the uh, pull out at post five twenty five out with the American Legion in uh, Smith Creek. My brother Alex Armstead. Happy birthday, Alex. happy birthday, Al. Love you, bro. Um, yeah, he's turning. 26. Seems like just two years ago I turned 26. <laughs> Wonder why. No, happy birthday, Alex. So uh, keep going here. Oh, I got one for Wednesday. No, we got to stop up short of that. Oh, you got one short of that? Okay. On Monday, a name that comes back to NTPA Grand National Mini Rod Pulling, Mr. Keith Horst is 38 years old. He is coming back, isn't he? Happy Red birthday Fox to you, Keith. Returning. Red Fox comes back. And that for, was always one of my favorite minis, not even going to lie. Sure was. Yeah, not sure even going to lie. Straight, those straight-up headers. And, and the, I'm, not, I'm not a big mini guy, but for some reason, Red Fox always stood out to me. <laughs> it was an up-and-down tractor. The straight-up straight headers and the straight-down um, Gerardo injection that they ran on the top of the blower. Yeah. Just a, a cool tractor in the Horst family, legends and mini rods. And on Tuesday, uh, a guy who runs the diesel trucks who will, he directly won't be the recipient of any blame or accusations, but involved in it, Mr. Jeff Shea, 32 years old. And Jeff, we missed you out there on with your GMC in a 2.5 class. I know there's some... some some of the rules uh, don't necessarily uh, align with what you've got, but look forward to having your truck back out there on the Michigan tour. So happy birthday to Jeff. So you got anybody for Tuesday or? 
That Jeff was it for Tuesday. I got one for Wednesday. Fire away. Mr. Chris Shruba. Farmstock yes, farm stock. Yeah. Yeah. Shrubs. Hey, I think you got somebody muted though. I think I think I'm dying right now. Hey, we welcome go. back. Hey, welcome hey back. Carl, welcome to the hey, show. Hey, Shrubs, happy birthday. Carl, that kills people. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. <laughs> Farms out there west of Memphis, John Deere devotee, uh, grew Poor up. Guy. Yeah, you know what? He, he, you know, he comes out of uh, northwest or northeast Indiana, and uh, right from the Goshen area. The Goshen area, he, he, boy, you want to talk about farm stock pulling? That fair? If you can go, and once again, I'm probably going to be denied my opportunity this year. Same here for me. To be able to go down there, it's this is one that we, act, you know put X marks on, on the calendar every single year. This guy comes out of that area. He goes down there and pulls, and he's a farmer from up in our area. So happy birthday to you, Chris. Hey, that chicken coop he's got is looking damn fine. <laughs> is that all? I'm just saying. I'm. He built his own man. I'm, I'll leave it there. Just <laughs> That's too local to be on the show. So, uh, next one I have, I don't know about you, I, I go all the way through till Sunday. Well, that's next week's show, then. That's no. next week's show. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Well, we went through a week already. Yeah. And, and yeah, I know who you... I've got two for that, but... Yeah, leave as, them do out. I, as do I. We'll save those for, for next, next week. week. You drank a lot. He did. You have no idea. Not as much this as me. Is... We we were in hard shit. So what has he got to talk about? I'm on day two. Oh, cute story. I'm on day four thousand four hundred thirty-seven. I was just saying, I'm on like day five. I was just doing the math. Yeah. Yeah. yeah did you nice re- job, did you kid. take a day off before that or something? I might have. Not I really. Remember? Did you get handed a participation <laughs> ribbon in your past life? Oh, did you? Oh, really? Stop whining. Hey, hey, you know what we haven't heard today? You know what we haven't heard I today? I know what we haven't heard today. Go ahead, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Yep, yep, do it. that's him. That's him, right do it. there. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Tiny, I am not responsible for the condition he comes home in tonight. Yes, you are. <laughs> I hope she's picking you up. No, I don't. I don't mean you, Tanya. I mean him. Ah, <laughs> uh, so uh, that's it for the news. No, it's not. What else? Yes, it is. Birthdays. That's it for the birthdays. Once again, got a birthday you want us to talk about? Mr. Charlie Capozo did that for his daughter. Great shout out there. Boom. But uh, what do we got left for uh, anything for upcoming polls? I don't have anything. Well, let me pull up the schedule. I do know I have one coming up. Or is it this coming week? Well, you guys are going to New York soon. Uh, not that soon, but... Uh-oh. I know SWOTPA is first week of June. First weekend. No. No? No. It's not till Paris. Uh... I know the first time that you can see the TTPA crew. Or excuse me, is Shad, be... Yeah, Paris, uh, the 11th. 
we'll, we'll put this and out when, there. And the, the first time you could see us live in action for summer season is going to be Friday, June 3rd. Yeah. For Thumb Tractor Pulling Association test and tune session at the and Peck action. Farm Grounds. And uh, the, the polls start shortly after the test and tune session. That'll be 6.30 their season scheduled offer. start. Scheduled start, but that's subject to change. You know, once again, anybody who wants to come out and make a test pass, we're going to be there. And then on f- Saturday, June 4th, uh, the uh, Mid- Michigan, Mid- Mid- Michigan Mini Pullers in the same grounds on uh, Pack there will be there. And, and actually, uh, I've got one the weekend before, the weekend of Memorial Day weekend. I have uh, Ken Essex, Garden Tractor Pullers. I'm going to be going over there again to visit Mr. Uh, Richard Benau, uh the guy who made up our awesome business cards for the show. Yes, Richard, hi. And you know what? I know he does. he's done a hero card up for you, Carl. He has. He this has. This guy's got he's, a graphic design talent beyond He's all also leaf. made one for the Double Cross. Yep, Double Cross. I've seen the Green Reaper one, uh, Honest Pride. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, great kid and uh, just a great talent for... Uh, Graphic design, I know myself and uh, Mr. Jay Sutherland, neighbors, everybody knows him. Neighbor uh, Jay. We're down to see him uh, this past Sunday, and yeah, it was a good time down there, and uh, we're just uh, east of Windsor, Ontario, and uh, right at the corner of uh, Essex and uh, Kent Chatham area, so uh, very, very cool place to visit, so uh, definitely... Uh, I'm looking forward to going over there Memorial Day weekend. One other place you'll find us uh, Saturday, June 4th, in addition to the uh, Mid-Michigan Mini Pole, uh, you'll find me down trackside uh, in Fremont, Ohio, and I'll be down there uh, shooting pictures and what have you. So I didn't know you were going down there. Yep, heading down there. I, I, it's not I, Actually, I've got it noted as an NTPA pole, but actually I think it might be Ohio State. Tractor Paul, and uh, we're not there as announcers, but we're gonna cover it for for our show and uh, split duties. Yeah, split depends duty. on what time you go down there. Split oh. duties and, and make sure we get that coverage out there to you all and uh, video whatever we can provide and and, and you know expand, we're gonna, we're hitting it, so. a lot of polls. I mean, we look at our schedule and uh, let's face it, we're booked basically solid through July, solid through August. Most of September, I mean, it is ridiculous. And uh, I know I'm looking forward to going out to New York to go uh, watch the pull out in Langford in uh, Little Valley. I'm excited to go out there, watch the Light Limited guys, so that'll be a good time. And uh, we get to go down to the Miami Valley, Columbus area. Plain so. City, Ohio, and all so, kinds of places. Uh, lots, of, lots of cool stuff coming. But with that, we're going to take a break. We're going to get rolling right into the phone calls. This is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Life Media Tech is your one-stop shop for multimedia, photography, videography, live event productions, and web systems and infrastructure design and maintenance. Life Media can handle it all. Drew and I trust Life Media to use years of experience to bring Sidetrack to you each and every week. Isn't it a time that you did the same? Serving Metro Detroit and the Blue Water area, contact Life Media directly at 810-689-4151. That's Life Media, 810-689-4151. Well, welcome to Sidetracked. Who do we have on the lines today? 
<laughs> well, coming all the way from the world headquarters of Live a Little Productions, it's Kenny Eggleston. Hey, Kenny. Oh, our brother from Utah. How are you doing today, sir? Not too shabby. Didn't mean to interrupt the birthdays there. I just wanted to make sure I uh, was able to get on the phone before the boss got back and made me quit. <laughs> all right. We'll take it. So, uh... You're from Live a Little Productions. You're our uh, cohort from uh, All About Men and uh, the Pullcast Live. And uh, what do you got on the agenda coming up? And well, first off, what do you want to talk about today? Well, I don't know. I was going to kind of throw that to you guys because we have such a wide and diverse motorsports industry. But uh, with Live a Little Productions, what we're getting ready for right now is Dirt Wars, which happens at a stock car track by the name of Noise Park. Noise is, Park. Uh, fitting i like that it's uh and it's kind of funny because i didn't i keep finding myself correcting or uh elaborating on the title of this deal so we say dirt wars but it's so it's a stock car race but we're throwing monster trucks in it not at the same time though oh come on i know yeah i know that sounds like a great idea but it's kind of funny that usually when i say we're gonna have stock car racing monster trucks and freestyle and everybody kind of looks at me funny. I'm like, not all at the same time. I what? mean, we're going hey, like, to do a little bit of, you know. They did it in an Alan Jackson video. I mean, who's cheating who? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. But it would be funny. That would, like, really prove who the good racers are if you put a monster truck out there on the track that they got to either get around or get uh, get out from under. I we're on to something, Kenny. We're on to something. The only thing we got to add in is that one or the other of them, whether it's the stock cars or the monster truck, has to do a figure eight, and the others are just doing the oval. Ooh. I think that's brilliant. Ooh. There we go. I, I, I see a new sport here. Gets to go anywhere he wants, or she. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense too. Even through the light poles, who cares? Just go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, that's coming up June fourth, and then the weekend after that, we go out to Vernal, Utah. That'll be my first pull of the year with the Western Grand National Pulling Series with Live a Little Productions, and uh, then let's see where do we go from there. Uh, car show, truck and tractor pull, right here in Rigby. And Rigby, by the way, this is—you'll uh, find this interesting. This is the uh, place where television was invented. There's a whole museum based around it. I think it was a guy by the name—and you guys read a lot of books—but I think it was a guy by the name of Philo Wire that invented it and uh but yeah there's a whole museum this is where where television was born small town he didn't have anything else to do out there in the wild <laughs> blue yonder so i mean that, that had been, been really difficult to do to invent the television without an area a, without telephone telegraph or electricity that just boggles my mind the nearest radio shack is 465 <laughs> miles away exactly <laughs> Well, we got Mr. Carl Cross just finally moseyed in, but he came in with beer, so we will give him forgiveness there. Yeah, Did he make his first crystals out of lightning-struck sand from the desert? <laughs> now say that again. Did he make his first crystals from uh, lightning-struck sand out in the desert? I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised that. There's probably some sagebrush involved in the first <laughs> one, because that's about... I would, I would imagine he would have had to invent it from sagebrush, wind, and high-alkali soil. There you go. That's, that's how the first TV was invented right there, because those are the only raw materials that they have here. And the programming hasn't improved since. We all agree on that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You can. It doesn't matter how many channels you add. There's only three that have anything on them. If you're lucky. And if the president's on, you're screwed. Oh, yeah. God, for sure, yeah. 
But, uh, yeah, that's what we got going on. But I just wanted to get a chance to get my foot in the door and be the first uh, caller of the first ever Pulling Radio Network sidetracked with Armstead and Posh. Uh, we're glad yeah, it's you, Kenny. Yeah, that's absolutely. a long freaking title. Title. I can't remember it all. Well, we're going to have Dave make up an honorary plaque and send it out to you. Awesome. I love it. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought, thought it was too good to be true. But uh, anyway, well, I just wanted to wish you guys good luck, and I'm excited to listen and see uh, what other calls you get. So I'll get no. out of the way. And <laughs> no, no you're, gonna, you're excited to see here. if this desk gets flipped over in anger. Is what you're waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk turbochargers. That'll do it. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So thank you, Mr. Eggleston. Make sure you guys tune in. Pulling Radio Network. What is it? Three o'clock Eastern Time or six o'clock? No, six o'clock Eastern Time. It's, uh, three o'clock. o'clock uh, good hell. Uh, let's see. Seven Mountain Time, which is six o'clock Pacific and nine o'clock Eastern Time uh, for the Pullcast Live. And then on yep. Sundays, it's the it's about men, and we talk about all kinds of weird stuff over there so anyway we'll have to start telling Anything everybody our programming in zulu time just because that's the only way we keep it straight <laughs> exactly so exactly uh, well well good luck guys i'm excited to see how this plays out and i uh, hope the train doesn't crash all right, all right thanks Kenny. Good. we got another call coming in so we'll talk to you later sir all right we'll... yo got the number now i mean i guess we've been putting it out 810-689-4151 is where well, you're gonna get a hold of us today on the wall of a pilot truck stop <laughs> pilot i thought we put that on the loves god dang it <laughs> uncle zeke my number is harrisburg 557 hey now you're getting hijacked <laughs> <laughs> Godfather show. Awesome. <laughs> so what's... I, I had quite, I'm trying to think of a question for you because y'all wanted motorsports questions. You know, they love talking about turbos. We're supposed to be doing a show with a bunch of FFA kids. Yeah. Uh oh. If Uh-oh. I remember correctly, last year. Slam down the phone. Don't talk to There's us. Twenty of them here. Yeah. We ain't got nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any adult supervision around? You know what it is, Godfather? Is they're all sitting at home with their YouTube up, watching the first ever live feed video of Sidetrack. Oh, no, I can off. I can see it from here. I know they're not. <laughs> oh, we lost one. <laughs> we had five for a minute. <laughs> Well, I think we count as four of them. <laughs> Yeah, I never thought. I'm actually live viewing right now, so one of them is me. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. So, uh, you when, you... Learn, when you guys learn that the system, uh, come on down to Kentucky and show me in the Godfather. We're still uh, trying to figure out these radio things. We don't know how. That's why we got this guy over here. <laughs> he did it. We got people. Yeah, yeah we got people. Y'all, y'all seem to be number one show. Y'all got people. We got 
one person, we flew him in from uh, Colorado via Georgia. Well, it ain't working for our ratings. I mean, you know, we might have people, but... It, you know, it, we're, we're, we're like the Kardashians, all pretense and... <laughs> <laughs> Did you just call me a Kardashian? Yeah. Oh, that, I, I, we are the Kardashians of the polling world. I don't think I've that's, ever been so insulted. That's kind of scary. Isn't you're it? the one who hitched your wagon. All I can say is you're coming along like Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> hey, last I heard, he wanted to go back to the other side. Switch. Oh, man. Uh, he, he likes baseball these days, and he's a switch hitter. <laughs> so uh what are we doing a joint show behind the holler throwback thursdays now down there oh, for the ffa a, oh we got a joint oh yeah oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you almost made our sound engineer spit his beer out into a microphone <laughs> yeah i'm on <laughs> yeah. Is that what the real behind the holler is? Yeah, there you go. Oh, behind the hey, beetle. Uncle Zeke, Uncle Zeke, Let me you know what? There's absolutely no reason now we shouldn't be able to beat Jason Schultz in the standing, considering we've had three of the uh, or three of the hosts off a of Pulling Radio Network on already in the first yeah. ten minutes of our show. This is a bad precedent because hijacks are going to get ugly. It's going to start turning all New York Mafia style. <laughs> Bring in the Cadillac. Who the hell has a sport wagon anymore? <laughs> I got three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Two on blocks. <laughs> hey, in my sound system, I got my house speakers wired up. My kicker's blown, so I put my house speakers in the back. Probably using <laughs> home audio wire, too, right? <laughs> Hand spliced. Oh, no, extension cord. Cut the end off. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> He won me. Quality. He won up that. Hell, hell <laughs> here I thought he was using Christmas lights again. Yeah. Hey, we should try that. You're onto something now. We need to have all the auto wire in here replaced with Christmas lights, so every time the you know modulates the voltage, they get brighter or darker. There you go. Ooh. Yeah, that's some music in the back. That Barry White going to butter. Boom, boom, boom. Come on up here. Baby. Carl's wondering what the hell he just dropped himself in the middle of. Oh, I'm, I'm down for it. It's fun. You've never met Uncle Zeke before. I have not. I have not. And we're stone cold sober. Just next put Oh, that's because you, well, hey, you know, that's what happens when you invite the FFA and you either got to share, you know, if you don't have enough to pass around to the whole classroom. Oh, hell hey, we're, the, we're outside. We're outside underneath a pavilion and we're the only two here except for our engineer, which once again, we flew in from Colorado via Georgia to uh, <laughs> help us out. Uh, and then just to let you know, our engineer is a serving Air Force. Uh, I, I'm not. I was gonna say man, but I'm sure there's another another word I'm supposed to use there. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. G- glad that he's there with you guys, and, yes. and give our th- sincere thanks to him for his service. We we do appreciate that very very much. 
Yeah, he's the new pilot for the uh, behind the holler slash throwback Thursdays uh, corporate jet now. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. When are you guys going to upgrade him to the uh, the G5? <laughs> uh, well, well, in the words of Ron White, it's a pack of gum with two wings. Take this some bitch down. <laughs> Where do you uh, think we're going to land? Where we crash. <laughs> that will beat the, beat the paramedics there by an hour. <laughs> I don't know how much alcohol it's going to take to get through this show, but I know how much I'm going to use. <laughs> how far can we fly on one engine? From here to the seat of the crash. <laughs> Was you at the rate this show's going? I kill you! <laughs> with, with at the rate this show's going, we are about due for impact in T minus three, two. If you want to find out when we're going to crash, just consult an Amtrak schedule. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just got turned into the terrorist alert avoid. <laughs> <laughs> Here come the black SUVs. You know, that's one thing that we talked about, and if you guys get a chance to listen to the show tonight, because if some of the guys show up that normally show up, um, let me tell you, um, some of the stories will not be pollen-related. And I, I think one of the stories that come out last year, it's one thing when the guys in the silver cars show up, but when the guys in the black SUVs with tinted windows, that becomes a whole new problem. <laughs> Wait till the helicopters come. Yeah, exactly. I had that happen once. They come and uh, was checking out my my tobacco crop. Okay, maybe it wasn't tobacco, but then it was a plant in paying my bills, damn it. They had no right to come and get it. That ain't a caterpillar behind his ear. He's getting directions. Oh, I heard you deciphered who one of our missed callers was. Oh. So who was the first uh, caller, Ben, that you got? Was it Ray Ray? No. No. Kenny Edwards. Yeah. There you go. Godfather got it. Huh. Where would you find Kenny at? He's been... Uh... Somewhere out in Utah between a couple mountains well, and near a goat. It, it took... <laughs> <laughs> well, see, we had to... We had to really, you know, you know, engage our hacker skills and, and make sure this signal went up across several different satellites and a couple different quadrants of the hemisphere and shoot it right down on top of them. Big words. And he had, he adjusted the tin he adjusted the folded tinfoil on his head just right and he caught our signal. That's kind of like, like us. We got one of the FFA the freshman FFA members up on the roof with our. Uh, I think we've been successfully hijacked by the throwback Thursday. Crew I think so. Uh, I'm, very, I'm very glad of this. This is good. This is good. Yeah, we're, uh, hang on, we got a little something. Hang on, we're, we're, oh, there we go. Yeah, we're, uh, is it taking you that long to put that fork in that frog? Come on. <laughs> he had to plug the bag phone back in. The battery's getting low. Freshman off the roof. why you do not let the behind the hollers and throwback Thursdays, um, super, unadult supervised. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll take care of you kids. This is like Daddy Daycare Triple X version. <laughs> <laughs> here, come here, kid. You want some candy? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just roll up this story. dollar bill and sniff. Excuse us while we break. Oh, you hear that? Excuse us while we break out our stash. <laughs> oh God! Now we now we gotta we gotta set up a live cam to YouTube on, these guys. Let's open up another one here. Game on now, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys uh, gonna check out the YouTube feed? It's up on Sidetrack Pulling on fa- or on Facebook, Sidetrack Farmstead and Polish, so you can watch all our uh, goofiness. Somebody else. Oh, that's on our. That's on our end. Yeah, is it somebody? Is it somebody from New York? Is Kenard Fire? I know one of them is. I don't just know. By We're, the area code. We got to work on the switchboard. That's the only thing we haven't had time to figure out and how to stack these in. But we'll come up with something. Oh, the switchboard. Switchboard. Yeah. Yeah, her name's Natalie. Somebody from Iowa really wants to get on. We oh, got from Iowa. I bet I know who that might be. All right, so we're gonna have to let you guys go. We gotta, we got other callers keep trying to get in, so we gotta keep the show boogie. And thank you guys for hijacking us. And uh, maybe there's a cheesehead who might. I hope so. We're running till nine o'clock. And by the way, this probably won't make radio, but don't forget, listen to Crazy Dave on Behind the Hollywood Day Full Seven O'clock Wednesday night, live and loud, the best show on the Bullet Radio Network next week. We don't know who guests we're going to be, but we'll let you know. And uh, there's another show on Thursday night that's. Uh... Oh yeah, you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, come on, Eric. Godfather, throw yours out there too. The Godfather of the Bullen Radio Network. Yeah, we're not going to make this. This is not going to make the cut anyway. No, no, <laughs> hey, no. That's Eric, that's part of the deal. <laughs> no, that's that's part of the deal. If you hijack the show, you get your plug in. So that's cool. Thank you guys. All right, talk to you later. Yeah, yep, take thanks, it easy. Guys. So I guess we're calling Iowa now. We might be, but I did get a texted picture uh, from a former guest on the show, Charlie Capozo, enjoying a beverage on his deck currently with a Capozo and Sons uh, koozie around it. I got a couple of those crammed in my drawer. Thanks, Charlie. (laughs) Yeah, I think I got a couple at home, too. So uh, you want to dial up that uh, number? I don't know who it is, but who do we know in Iowa? A couple people. We'll find out. Actually, I should have cross-decked the number. I Bye. probably could have told you. Hello? Hello. This is Sidetrack with Armstead and Post. We had a missed call from you, and we kind of curious who you are and what you want to talk about tonight. Well, I thought I'd give you a ring. This is Dibs here. <laughs> who that is? Who is it? Dibs. Oh, oh wow. Now we stepped up to the big Holy. time. Cow. We definitely do, sir. How are you this evening? Oh, I was home from my day job to go home work on some polling stuff. Always a good day oh. if you get to do that. We just hit a whole oh. new level of show here. Yeah, we got to like sober up and be professional now. Nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the most craziest yeah. thing you've said all day. What in the no hell need are you for me, you know? Just carry on as usual. <laughs> Bits now, listens to our show. This is kind of scary. Actually, no, no. I got full disclosure. Did did a certain guy named Andy Gerback set you up to this? Well, <laughs> I had a feeling he might. Was you expecting it? No, he 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 sent us a message saying he you know he was going to pass along that we were doing this and and we would be yeah. real interested in who was going to call in and Drew yeah. and I spent a good couple hours a day or so ago racking our brains who could it be and uh, we didn't figure you but wow that's that's cool man thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, uh, sport tractor pulling in most of my life, you know. Um, I had a few years there that I wasn't involved directly, but um, back in pretty heavy again now. So I know you've and, been you've uh, been helping out the Hetler guys pretty good uh, there in Indiana. What are they up to uh, for this coming season? Well, just uh, he's getting everything in order and. Uh, he should have a pretty good season. Uh, fixed a few small issues that they were having last year, and, and uh, I'm really looking for big things for him this summer. So, and uh, they uh, ruined their rookie season last year. A lot, of, a lot of relearning, a lot of learning, and uh, uh, they won't be rookies this year. They'll be ready to go. Right now, they well no. didn't there, Rodney's dad. I forget his first name. He he was the original who who started that whole deal with that tractor, right? Yeah, Steve. Yeah, he had a uh, single edge, and then he had a twin naturally. I think it was a twin naturally. I sprayed for a while on that particular chassis that Rodney has now. Um, if you go back and look at the bio of that Gold Digger website or Facebook page, you'll see you know how. It, transpired you know and, and uh, it's a cool deal i think um, i think indirectly and maybe you know this or you don't i've never actually conver- confirmed it with those guys them getting that chassis back indirectly i think started with myself and drew we were out at joe stocks two years ago yeah on, a, on april 1st april fool's day poking around out there we were picking up some chainsaw parts from their extensive boneyard and whatnot and we stumbled on the chassis sitting there in the grass and took some pictures of it and posted it online, and two, three months later, next thing you know, the Hetlers pop up and said, hey, we, we bought back our old chassis. Yeah, I don't know the history of that part of it, but uh, it could well be, you know. So, yeah, I had never really gotten involved with Facebook until just a little over a year ago, and and uh, I'd always swore against, um, uh, you know, mass media and stuff because just a bunch of social opera things going on, but... Since and you know, I got found out, and it's been good. So, well, you definitely are a key piece of history when it comes to pulling, and we're certainly glad that you're you're involved in paying attention and sharing the stories of your experiences, and actually making some brand new ones now. Yep. Yeah, I plan on making more. Um, hope to make more history here coming up. Uh, you just got to wait and see what comes. Are we going to? Uh, I got a lot of things. I got a lot of things in the works right now. Uh, and uh, time will tell. Does any is any of that uh, what you got in the works involve you actually strapping into a roll cage and uh, giving it a go? Well, if the opportunity arises and I fit the dang thing, yeah, probably. I certainly. Uh, I hope it does. I feel like you, I feel like you have a heck of a lot of knowledge about how to make one of these go down a track. Yeah, it. Uh, 
for me, it was kind of a natural thing. I did a lot of watching, of course, over, what, nine years of tracker pulling and, and uh, watching how everybody drove and, and uh, this thing continually running through my mind all the time, you know, making every pass through the mind. And, and I think this kind of came a natural thing for me. So, I'm I'm glad to hear you say guys, that. There's guys out there that they, you know they try their hardest, but some just have a hard time. You know, something's always biting them in the butt as far as something breaking or or something's just not right, and uh, they don't have near the success as they could have. So, but yeah, uh, as far as climbing back on something, trouble is the summertime. Uh, we've been my youngest son drives. We got an A mod race car, and we race every Saturday night, so it makes it kind of hard to get away to go tractor pulling. So it, that's and, actually uh, not a term I'm familiar with. A mod race car. So what what would that be? Uh, instead of Iowa, it's IMCA and IMCA modified. Oh, okay, IMCA mods. Okay, it, it will be one is one of the toughest classes to compete in, and uh, next to a sprint car. I mean, it's the next level below a sprint car, and uh, it's a challenge. Uh, uh, tractor pulling to me is a little easier than race cars. I think it could be, uh, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I have to ask you: Does IMCA modified still have a claimer rule on their engines? Oh yes, they do. Lesson, uh, lesson, tractor pullers. Lesson, tractor pullers. Yep. yep. We were just talking about that last night. <laughs> That's been something that on this show we've kind of not so much about the whole engine, but about turbochargers. We feel like we could cure a lot of evils and a lot of fights about having a claimer style rule on turbos and we actually have a class here now in michigan that does do that um uh-huh. I'll, you know i'll put you on the spot what are your thoughts about extending that sort of an idea into the pulling world well i really think it to it uh be back in control again like i did on harry pruitt's show is the fact that you know sure these guys don't have the money to that uh be run the trackers two or three times down the track but, you know, you talk three, four, five guys, they're going to spend no money no matter what. And if they are put in a pull-off situation that they can't set that thing on kill for one pass and just who could go the farthest wins, and um, they have to come back for a pull-off or two, and it would uh, maybe uh, cause them to turn the wick back a bit because they ain't going to want to work on it as much. Um, that's what I've seen getting out of control as far as uh, – putting a show on and keeping uh, these things in check. Um, they, uh, I've seen several of them there at Cloverdale this winter that uh, couldn't make a second pass because the first pass is all they could make. Kind of like a top fuel car, you know, one pass and they were done for the round. You know, I really think if they made it so that they came back and really had to put on a show, then uh, they would tame them down a little bit. So that's my thought, You're echoing something we uh, discussed, what was it, last week or a couple was, weeks ago? A week or two ago where we talked the about lack American of pull-offs pulling. and yeah. the fact, you know, over in Europe where they're yep. pulling and, you know, they're not set on kill, but they're still putting on a great show and the crowd's loving it because they are getting to see the vehicles a second time out there. You know, back to the sport of pulling that we all grew up with where there was no floating finish or, you know, uh, high dollar motors and that that we're seeing now but it would force mm-hmm. the people to turn back a little bit not have the motor set on kill 
maybe give some longevity back to the motors and uh, make it maybe even make it a little more budget friendly in a way with the well, fact you, that you don't got to keep dumping that constant maintenance into it. Well, yeah, that's that's very true because the, uh, you want it to live longer than one pass, uh, you know, and uh, some of the stuff I see being built is just astronomical, but the money they're putting in it. Um, this next tracker I want to build is the numbers he told me the motor's going to cost him to put in. It just blows my mind. <laughs> we could have bought all four or five motors for the price they want for one now. So they, uh, but as far as putting limits or claims on stuff, that's just a real difficult thing because I'm on an example of the IMCA. Sure, there's a thousand dollar claim on a motor in the five years that I, we've been racing. There's not been one claim made. And we're our three or four thousand dollar motor is competing against guys got ten and fifteen thousand dollar motors, and but nobody's claiming them. So uh, the claim thing I don't think is really a cure all because it just ain't going to happen. As I see it already in the in the sport of racing itself. Um, we got shock claims. <laughs> you can buy somebody else's shocks for fifty dollars a piece. Never seen it. I, there is no claiming going on whatsoever in this sport that we're involved in now and as far as trying to apply it to tractor pulling i don't see it happening that's interesting um, it's I, interesting that you went towards the shock absorbers does the imca modifieds now use the three link rear ends that we see in the dirt late models uh where and i got away from dirt track racing for a lot of years and i came back to it here about a year and a half ago and i see all kinds of crazy articulation going on in rear axles are you guys running that sort of style stuff now Oh, yeah, we got a four link and uh, I got a coil over um, shock assembly for the pull bar on it. And uh, the car works on a lot of hike and rear steer now, where before that wasn't even in the picture. Yeah. Um, and it, the car looks like it's getting ready to roll over on the right front corner. And, and basically, it just puts more uh, uh, corner weight on the right front and the left rear, and that's what's driving it. That stuff just blows my mind how they're able to make that all work. I, there, I've seen, I forget what it was. It wasn't on an, an IMCA mod. I think it was an actual, actually, I think it was a dirt mod. But, um, you know, a 410 dirt mod uh, had, had a GoPro under the chassis aimed at the rear axle. And what blows my mind is that it's able to put that rear steer in the corner, but under torque load on the straightaway, it straightens itself back out and, and propels the car forward. There's geometry going on there that just it boggles the mind, and I think maybe there might be a lesson in there for pullers too. Well, that's uh, uh, the uh, what you say about the GoPro. We got one in our car. We've we've had it under the car and up on top of the car, and that way I can hear what he's doing and driving and coaching from there. But uh, yeah, that uh, rear end gets wrapped up in there pretty tight in the corners, and then as soon as you get her out of straightaway, it's supposed to unwind itself and just kind of, I don't know, let's call it catapult it forward. And then when you get in the next corner and turn the wheel just a little bit, it'll go ahead and cock back up again and go back to rear steer again. And uh, It's got to be a fine uh, line. Tractor. What's that? It's got to be a fine line on that balance. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes, it is. Believe me. <laughs> I've battled it a week in and week out trying to catch that fine line you'll have a good night two or three nights and then there'll be uh you'll miss it a night or two so and uh the biggest thing you know with tractor i mean car racing is uh you need to do it three two three four nights a week to be good at it and 
because seat time is critical on those kind of, like I say, dialed in. Where tractor pulling, um, seat team is good, but a fellow by the name of John D. Thompson, of course, John Klug and them, Danny Bean, uh, I learned a considerable amount from them on reading dirt and reading the track, reading sled and stuff. And uh, there's not so many variables involved in the sport of tractor pulling as there is car racing. So... And I think they, that uh, maybe, and you can speak to this, that has to do with the actual uh, duration in the seat time, whereas in, you know, within pulling, you've got a 15-second shot at something, and you can figure yeah. that if there's 20 guys there, 18 of them are going to screw it up and two are going to get it right, versus the circle track where if you're guaranteed a minimum 20 laps, everybody gets those 20 laps, so now maybe 14 guys are getting it right out of 20. Yep. You got it. You got it. Well, see, here's the thing. You know, and I was with John Kluke, and I was pretty successful with him and with the birds there. And then with Tim, you know, everybody was kind of, uh, I don't know how to say it, uh, politically correct. But anyway, they were always wondering how come we were dominating all the time. Well, here's the fact is we're doing pull-offs and sometimes three-way pull-offs. And after a period of time, you make that many hooks, you're going to start, start figuring things out. You're not going to miss it very often. Running every weight class yeah. and seeing the track that many times yeah. on a weekend. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, like Columbus, Ohio, in 87, you had the interleague pull-off, and you had the regular uh, four classes for the regular points classes. So that was a minimum of eight hooks there. And you, and then every class we had a, a pull-off in it. So, you know, you're pushing 16. I remember we hooked 19 times that week uh, during Columbus, <laughs> Ohio, State Fair. Wow. And uh, if you can't figure it out in that period of time, you're going to hey, well, take it home and park it in the barn. Yeah, you but, got other uh, things wrong at that point. And uh, so you, you go, you got your uh, tractor figured out how to weight it and tire pressures and, and driving styles, and it it's all comes together. Um, I was forced to be able to work for these fellows uh, that, uh, and learn a lot from them. Now that's actually let's let's talk about that for a second, and that's that's something that uh, I think maybe some of our younger listeners would find interesting. You were able to put yourself in a position to um, have these people as employers, as as a young man who wants to get or a young lady who wants to get into this sport and and serve in that capacity. What did you bring to the table that made you employable by those people? Um, they have to be dedicated uh, pretty heavily to it. Think about, you got to be thinking about it nonstop, pretty much day and night, weekends, and and uh, be mechanically inclined. Uh, uh, you got to be a self-starter, um, thinking ahead of the box, and uh, it's uh, and keep your mouth shut, eyes open, ears open, and pay attention to what everybody else is doing. And that way, you'll uh, learn more than running your mouth trying to uh, ask a lot of questions. You know. Pick it up as you go. I agree. And, uh, and uh, because my youngest son, he's uh, he's uh, was kind of hey, he's similar to what I do used to do is he'll watch and listen and see what I'm doing and if we're done he'll ask us a few questions and uh, quite honestly he's picking up and doing quite well. So I and I entertained him the thought. So well, we decided we go ahead and build pole tractor or something. Well, his heart's set on car racing, so. That's what we'll continue to do with him. And I know with and, your I know uh, with your mind cranking on it, it'll be a winner. And the thing about it is, 
you know, I was 21 or so when I got involved in it. But I'd already been building motors for streetcars and stuff from the time I was uh, uh, 15, 16 years old. As a matter of fact, I uh, did a bow job on a John Deere combine back when I was 13 years old. So, you know, it's... It, there's a little talent involved there to pick it up as quick as a person would uh, think. Um, and uh, this just, yeah, pay attention to a lot of details and don't forget what you learn. That's the most important part. Don't forget what you learn and don't make mistakes twice. I don't um, know. I'm not, the, I'm not the slickest. I'd have to take notes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing of it is, you know, I got Eric asked me, you know, is there any kind of a, you know, technical school or whatever for this kind of stuff? Oh, yes and no. Uh, if you don't have the mechanical ability, yes, you know, technical school will help you with mechanical ability. But if that's the case, you know, might not be near successful if you're just a natural at it and you just tear into it. You've been tearing stuff apart as a growing up through your teen years and whatnot, putting it back together and going. Um, sure. Uh, the thing I see, though, these days is these, we don't have the muscle cars of the 70s like they did back today. No. And they got tuner cars where they put a computer on it and away they go, where back then we learned how to do it. Yeah. And, well, back then uh, everything was done manually, right? I mean, you couldn't just, uh, couldn't just bolt a couple yeah. parts on your car and punch something in the computer yeah. and make it run. You had to know what you were doing. Yep, exactly. And then, like I said, uh, the best bet for somebody getting into it is to get with somebody that wants to take you under their wing and teach you the ropes. But make sure you learn those ropes because they're not going to teach you a second time. No, they and, don't. No, uh, anybody involved in this motorsport doesn't have the patience to, to repeat lessons. Yep. I mean, we have the same issues in our pit area. Uh, I've, got, I've, I've had guys that go with us, and, you know, I shouldn't have to repeat myself every week what we got to do because we already know what we got to do. Um, Let's do it, but it's not the case. It's it's hard to find people that are that mentally dedicated to making it happen. Someone who actually so, wants to be there. Well, that's just like you know, you almost need to be a person that's almost can be a tractor owner, you know, that can run the tractor. As far as that mentality to be that mentally strong to stick with it. You know, it's hard to say how many hours I spent week in and week out. Um, I know when I worked for Tim, you know, they started at 7 o'clock in the morning. We'd take an hour or two off in the afternoon to go do some errands and stuff. And we'd be back in the shop working until 8, 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And it takes that kind of dedication to be successful. Um, but, uh, and I, uh, they, uh, like I said, they gotta be dedicated to it. Yeah. Anything that's, else? That's that's. I mean, dedication is the only reason that we're here doing this crazy bit of yep. programming tonight, <laughs> and certainly ain't getting well, paid to be here. No. <laughs> well, quite honestly, I really, you know, appreciate the fact that you've, we've got guys like you and Eric Pruitt and Dave and them got the whole bunch. Um, James helps to try to keep this thing alive and out there. Uh, at one time it was growing, but it just kind of, what I've seen, had kind of died down. And I see this, what I call, what we call brush pole or whatever, on the lower levels is coming back again. Uh, here in Iowa, they got the Twin States, and 
I'll forget what other organization around here, but them boys, they're serious campers. Uh, I just got done building the four-wheel drive pulling motor for a fella here down the roadways, and he stepped up big time this year because he is tired of running mid-pack or at the end of the pack, and he wants to win this year. So he came to me here last winter and wanted to build a motor and uh, put him one together. We've got to get it fired yet, but uh, it should do well for him. And uh, my biggest concern with him is, is I asked if you drive train is going to be strong enough to handle this because uh, this thing's going to come to life and it's uh, going to put a strain on things. So we'll wait and see what happens. Part of the learning curve. I think you're right. We we talked about this in a, in a prior week's show that I, f- I feel like, and I actually kind of go against the green of, of a few people on this, I think that pulling started to fractionalize probably around 2005. And we probably reached a critical mass where things were had been pushed down to grassroots and hyper-local and, and the national groups were breaking up. Probably about, I'm going to say, two years ago was when it was as, as, diff, you know, as diffused as it could be. And now we're starting to see the, the, these, these smaller groups get their strength and, and gather that back to where now we're going to see a contraction again and a push back towards nationalization and, and standardization of rules. Well, that's an example for the class that Rodney's running the, the tractor they have over there in northern Indiana. Uh, he sat, talked to me the other day again, and they even got some of their shows going to be televised live. I mean, uh, it's quite amazing what them guys are doing. And, and it's all the people that's promoting it that, you know, will help us in our destination where it's going to go. And uh, my personal opinion that when uh, – Billy Joe Miles and all them guys decided to sell out the SRO um, that it was what started going down the tubes then as far as being on TV every week, you know. And uh, they uh, promoted it well. They advertised it well. They had the, uh, sponsors and stuff. Uh, I've been watching some of this PPL stuff uh, that uh, Brandon, Brandon Holcomb and them guys was involved in, and, and they seem to do quite well finding sponsors for that. But uh, we got an organization that is not, uh, I want to say, promoting itself well enough, I don't think. And it's uh, missing the boat. And uh, they, uh, um, and it could be a big day. I mean, it could be a big thing. You just got to find the right sponsor and and, the right person that's interested in it and, and don't tick them off once you get them. I agree. I think that's and I think that's why we're back to that point now where we're going to start seeing the contraction because we're all these little groups and some of them are not little. They're actually quite large. They're all competing for the oh, exact yeah. same sponsorship dollar. And those are the strongest and maximize that return on investment for that sponsor. The best are the ones that are going to survive and, and continue on. Well, yeah. And service that sponsor. I mean, yeah. you know, um, We've got some sponsors on race car and stuff, and we're going to you know, take the car and set on display for the sponsor that wants us to come to their grand opening or the re-grand opening or whatever, and, you know, whether it be showing what they're doing and, and uh, to bring a crowd to the door for them. And that's the same with Tractor Paul. Uh, for a prime example, um, when uh, Elkhorn, Wisconsin, I think it's 87 also, that uh, Connie Klug was involved with... Um, Pepsi Cola, they're out of Madison, Wisconsin, or someplace up there. Anyway, had us come in up there and go to their warehouse and set on display for the distributors and stuff. And we did a Pepsi commercial for them there. 
and uh, not many people knew about it because NGPA didn't expose it, and they could have had Pepsi probably as a big sponsor. And that's just my personal opinion on that. Uh, they missed the boat. So they uh, you got to promote what you can get. Now, and and you raise a good point there. And uh, I mean, I think everybody who's probably listening to the show is a is a fan of the sport, obviously. And uh, I mean, it's a sport that has to promote itself. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's up to everybody. Uh, you know, if you're uh, just a fan who likes to go and see, well, you know, you got to grab your friends and bring them along and. If you're a participant, you need to be grabbing your friends and telling them to come see. And if you're a promoter, you need to be spending the money to advertise your event. And, and uh, it's definitely something tractor truck and tractor pull needs is uh, a little bit more exposure in the world. It's a sport that seems to go unnoticed by anybody who doesn't uh, have a passion for it. Well, yeah, and the fact is you're talking about the promoters and stuff. We've got some great ones out there and then some that, you know, they're just putting on a show. And I just know there's several local poles around here that I probably would have went to, but it was threatening rain, hadn't even rained yet. They up and then canceled the dang pole. What the heck's the deal? You know, it ain't raining yet. Let's hook them. Right. You know? Well, they don't and want to pay the go. money. People want to come watch it, and all of a sudden, we don't have a pole, and their plans are ruined for the evening. Yeah. So. You're, you're talking to a room full of promoters here. Well, except Nick. He's just the sound guy. <laughs> right. Well, I can mend your ear. <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate you um, calling in to us. And I mean, we're just a bunch of nobodies, but we certainly appreciate your presence on the show. And uh, we've got some people stacked up in line behind you. So. Okay. Well, yeah, you guys are nobodies or somebody. You know, just you're out there, you know. <laughs> And keep an exposure going. We're, we're somebody in the making. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe thirty maybe. years from now, we'll be calling into some random radio show, and they'll be happy to talk to us. <laughs> right. Okay. But yeah, anybody that's interested, uh, I'm back to doing what I used to do. So very cool. And, uh, and uh, talk. As a matter of fact, I went and visited Brian Connors here about four or five weeks ago, and, and we're working something out between us and. and uh, now there's there's a there's a there's a future show. Maybe we'll have you and Brian come on and uh, talk about that if you guys are ready. Yeah, well we're uh, he's still in the makings. He's just getting his shop put together down there when I went to visit him, and he's really hadn't taken on any new work at the time. But he's getting ready too, so um, I'm sure he's going to be looking here pretty soon, as well as I am always looking. Uh, like I say, I've got one tractor here for sure to get built here in the next few weeks, and. Uh, some other pull stuff to get done in the next few weeks and be ready for something after that again. But uh, you got to get your deposit in and, and, and get your spot in line. <laughs> All the, always the way. Yep, that's always the way. Well, anyway, I appreciate you guys having me on for a time, and, and I hope I didn't bore you too much. And No, no, not, not at all. No, 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 definitely not boring <laughs> us one bit. Hopefully we can have you on again soon, and uh, maybe we can get in a episode audio like eric did and uh definitely uh-huh. want to get in your brain a little well, more at a future date well that's the other thing with eric i haven't visited him here in the last four or five weeks or a little longer and we're going to work on a series about once a month or something to do on his show but we haven't got together on and that situation yet either but we aren't going to get in the way of the godfather no <laughs> yeah we'll get that well it'll happen just give us some time so anyway um been enjoyable speaking with you guys likewise seriously absolutely absolutely wonderful to to start off i mean 
We we started off with the hijacking from the other host, but we go right to the right to the top of the charts with no uh, kidding. Some some somebody who really knows pulling and knows it for a very long time. Thank you, thank you very much, Bibbs. You're very welcome. Talk to you later, sir. All right, have a good one. Bye bye. You guys you have a good one too. Thanks. So why don't we take a break here, quick? And uh, I got to tell you, I mean. I, I noticed, I mean, when we acknowledged who that was on the line, it's only in the last maybe 45 seconds I even touched this. Just, <laughs> we sat up straighter to get William Giberson on the line, have have bibs. Yeah. Wow. Is bibs? You're, you're joking, right? It's like, wait, what? Really? <laughs> At first, I kind of thought it was some redneck calling. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. No. So let's take a break and uh, we'll be back. We'll uh, be live back. feed. We'll be back on to see, see you guys in a little bit. So uh, give us about five minutes. We'll be back for live feed. This is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Have you been injured or think you've been injured? Contact the law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Auto accident, medical malpractice, slip and fall, dog bite, asbestos. Your boss is a jerk. Nothing worth reading in the paper. Some swamp gas bent the sun's rays and erased your mind. Sit down with our friendly professional staff for a free confidential consultation and cross-examination. Seriously, how can be downright mean? Let the law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe decide who should pay and how much. It could even be you. No, it'll definitely be you. The law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Call 888-555-1234 or online at www.sidetrackpulling.com. That's 888-555-1234 or www.sidetrackpulling.com. Dewey, Screwham, and Howe are not officially licensed attorneys and are obnoxious subsidiary of Sidetrack LLC. No guarantees implied, not available in any areas. Lots of restrictions will apply. Celebrity voice impersonated. Paid for by Ricky Bobby for Congress. Hello. Hello, welcome to Sidetrack with Armstead and Posh. We just missed you. How's it going there? It's going. I just had uh, one comment I wanted to make. I just wanted to call in for Drew here and just say uh, work stock is a bunch of horse shit. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Hi, right, have a good one. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Welcome to Sidetracked. Who we got on the line? Hey, this is Austin Boyer. What's up? Hey, Holy man. How's cow. it going? <laughs> hey, yeah. Just chilling out, watching some Trailer Park Boys. Oh, you oh, better. You sure, Jesus you, Murphy. <laughs> you sure you're not watching our live feed? Oh, no, I promise. I'm watching Trailer Park Boys. No. <laughs> you have to be the liquor. So we've gone from Gibbs to a guy complaining about work stock to a two-wheel drive Supermod Buller, how are you doing today, Austin? Hey, we're we're doing pretty good. I'm stuck here in Ohio, but we're doing pretty good. Oh, you'll get out sooner or later. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the armpit of America. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just Toledo. Yeah. Yeah. And Gary, yeah. Indiana. That's the other side. <laughs> yeah. So what are you guys up to? Oh, just doing our call-in show. First time for this on Pulling Radio Network. Nobody's ventured uh, this far with it and uh, making a bit of history today. Yeah. Oh boy. So, so uh, I'm kind of the guinea pig, I take it, eh? Yeah, you might say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, hey, I'll go with it. I'll take that badge of honor, I guess. Are you behind the wheel of a vehicle right now? <laughs> what was that? Are you behind the wheel of a vehicle right now? 
<laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually sitting in my backyard. Then you should be hoisting <laughs> a drink with us. There you go. Yeah, drink with us. Yeah. That's what needs yeah. to happen. Toast. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. So speaking of drinks, <laughs> we still need that intern. Oh, yeah, yeah we, we still need an intern here. around here. Sound engineer's out. Well, you got this. Here, use that. <laughs> so, uh, Austin, I mean, lots of big things coming for the Boyer pulling team this year. Debuting the new truck. I mean, you guys going to have two bullets in the gun this year. What are you guys hoping for with all this? I I really don't know. Just, I guess whatever. I mean, just do the best we can and, I, hell, I don't know. Just do, really, just do the best we can and have fun and. In other words, you're in over uh, your head and you don't know where you're bowl. doing yet. What was that? In other words, you're in over your head and you don't know what you're doing yet. <laughs> well, it, it, we've got a good idea, but, uh, you know, just everything just takes time and just getting everything good and dialed in. So uh, we should we should have two two loaded guns this year, I, I would say. Now, now, Big Scotty, is he'll be with you this summer, I'm sure. Uh, being a yeah, guiding influence yep. for you, but um, heard some good news for for Scott and Kara that uh, they've got a little one on the way. So you're going to have to learn as much as you can because you might be on your own next year. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Actually, I just met her the other day, uh, a little baby Summer. Yep. Yeah, she's basically my sister. Scott's basically my dad. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, pretty much. He just had his kid, and everything's well at that camp. Good. That's real good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Now, Absolutely. what uh, what made you guys settle on the body styles that you all chose? Because it's you know it's not T bucket, it's not S ten or Colorado or whatever the heck Chevrolet calls those things these days. The Colorado. Yeah. Well, uh, um, it was really just kind of a drawing that my dad had one day. Um, he 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 didn't really want a T bucket. He didn't want a traditional style C cab. And he didn't want a full body truck like mine because it's a pain to work on. So really, he just, he really, he just drew it up and we just started building it from there. It it was about a two year process to building the thing. And, um, you know, it just piece by piece and everything like that. We really didn't vary from the drawings very much. Um, you know, just piece by piece, we got there. I dig the look of it, and I'm really looking forward to the sound because I love a Hemi on log tube, head- tube headers. Sounds really good. Oh, oh, that's right. She's pretty nasty. <laughs> Not only that, yeah, the she's... snazzy outfits they had on to debut the truck. I mean, <laughs> All right. come on, t- tuxedo t-shirts. That is the epitome of class. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I plan to be buried in those shirts, man. <laughs> <laughs> You got to see if that's you can right. find somebody out there who'll do a fire suit that's black pinstripe. Ooh. Oh, I, I've already I've already got that all planned out. Yep. Nice. Yep. I've already I've already got that planned out. Yep. So who's the sponsor? on the front of my fire suit. Where can where can we find uh, Boyer Power Sports in uh, 2016? You guys going to be NTPA, PPL, a little bit of everything? Um, NTPA Grand National. That's that's what that's what our main focus is this year and. Uh, should be running a few state and regional events and um, some things of that nature. And But, uh, yeah, our main focus is NTPA Grand National. Good so we nice. might possibly see you up in Adrian then if you're going to run some regional stuff. Oh, I love Adrian. 
Oh, I, I, I love that poll. I um, I think it's been, oh, hell, maybe three years ago now. Yeah, I, I would say three years ago now. I, I ended up breaking the sled up there. Yeah, that was... Oh, oh yeah! No, I gotta hear. I gotta hear that story. Yeah, now you you gotta do a little splaining on that one. <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you, I, I had one hell of a pass going. I mean, it was it was one of those runs where in the first I don't know hundred some odd feet, you basically knew that you were you were loaded. You were loaded, cocked, and ready to rock. So, I mean. I got it got way out, and then my run ended, and the truck went flying backwards and hit the sled. And I knew something was kind of wrong. I had people running up to me asking if the truck was okay, and I, of course I didn't know what was going on. So I shut the truck off. They tell me off the track, and they delayed the show for about an hour because I broke the main axle that was in the front of the sled. So, <laughs> but I'll tell you, I, I I had one hell of a hook going. It was one of the most fun rides I think I've ever had in the truck. It so was you, an absolute blast. So you broke the front axle, the drive axle for the for the box. For those who don't know that, yep. And uh, yep. the box came flying forward on you. In other words, and that's that's a scary situation to think about. I mean, we've seen videos of uh, how that ends up. I know I was at a kind of a brush pull event this year where. The box uh, freewheeled, and it was not pretty. A very, very rough outcome there. I mean, after the fact, how did you look back on that and you know think about what could have happened? Uh, it's just another poll. I mean, it, I, I don't know. You just you take the good with the bad, and things happen every day. Yeah, it, it, it just another poll. Yeah, you know, ain't nothing you could have done about it. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, if. If you die, you die. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go with the seat of a super pod going down the track. <laughs> well, I hope I hope nothing like that happens to you at Adrian this year, and I hope you guys show up because we'll be on the mic there. So, Yeah, they're oh, scraping the yeah. bottom of the barrel, so you're going to have the sidetrack crew there. <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom yeah, Hart, oh, yeah. the I, legendary voice Tom Hartzell is stuck out west at a sprint car this. race, so... If I can convince the old man and my dad to come there, absolutely. Because I, I love that track and I love that pole. It's an absolute blast. Come on over. We hope to see you. I'd love to I'd love to do that. Oh heck yeah. Yep. So absolutely. all right. We're gonna have to let you go, Austin. We've got had two, three calls come in already. I guess we're gonna be famous this week. I don't know what. <laughs> the call right well, hey. well, two calls before you, we had uh bibs on, so it's been uh eventful day already so hey i gotta tell you before i before i quit gotta give a shout out to andy gerbach he uh he told me to give you guys a call so gotta give a big shout out to him and i uh look forward to seeing you guys at adrian if all works out sounds, sounds good, good. And, and, and thanks for thanks to andy for setting you setting you up with us and uh also to your pri guy jamie for all the all that he does yeah, for, God, for pulling God, God and you jamie. and everybody else he's awesome tell andy oh, the God checks bless. in the mail he's the man <laughs> yeah he is the man so all right sir you have a great night and i hope we hopefully we can hear from you actually we'll get you on for an episode here and uh we can still talk some all more right, supermod man. stuff sounds like a plan you guys have a good night thanks, thanks austin. austin you do all right see you later bye god andy's earning that check we passed to him in Celine at this rate yeah, i, I mean, don't know i'm gonna have to upgrade him to a bottle of scotch <laughs> first bibs now austin boyer i mean we're getting names on this show I didn't think we were going to get today. We're, we're doing fairly well. 
<laughs> to say the least. I thought it'd be good, but this is better than good. Who we got next, Mr. Sound Engineer? You don't we know, have, do you? We have a caller from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh. oh. I wonder if it's a certain person who's been uh, facilitating some things. Is this going to be a good probably, time? Probably not. He won't take the spotlight like that. No. no. Don't ignore me. <laughs> Just calls us twice and then ignores Let's our Let's leave call. him a voicemail. That's what I was going to say. Oh, we're going to, yeah. Yeah, voicemail. Sure. Hello. Welcome to Sidetracked. Who's this? Is this Sidetracked Diesel Turbochargers? Yes. Oh, God. Crap. <laughs> the show just went to hell. <laughs> we got an inbred on our line. A 2.5 charger for my truck inbred inline. But In- I'm really not sure which rules it's supposed to follow. That's a 6.5, right? Give me a hand with that. I'll look. Hey, let me look. I'm going to look. All right, here we go. Here we go, everybody. Get ready for this. And I know. We got to rant. All right, Fink. I hope you're ready for this. Here we go. This is how this is going to go. For every truck, and I don't care if you're a mod Shane Kellogg all the way down to anybody, from now on, you must run part number 876 EQ3 Revlon hairdryer into your intake. Thank God for auto steer. I can tell he's in the sprayer right now. Yeah. <laughs> Which I oh, may I God. may be deleting myself from uh, membership in, but only because my doctor has advised me that I had better do so for my blood pressure. <laughs> oh yeah, I I hear you right there. Um, so what what's your guys' thoughts on on all all of this? Straight bore. Straight I don't bore. give a crap. Straight bore. Wow. I'm done with the whining. I'm done with the pissing around with it. You guys, trucks, I don't care. You're going straight bore. Tractor's been straight bore up until recently when Super Farm, which is the only class that had a size restriction on a turbo for how long, finally allowed, let's not talk about MWE Groove, let's call it what it's called for tractors, a slotted charger. If you guys can't settle with a set of rules that works and everybody wants to screw around with stuff, He almost let an F-bomb out there. Guess what? You're going straight bore, and you're going to like it. Well, that's... I, I absolutely agree. Smooth bore is coming in the future, but uh, as far as this current upcoming season, I, I'm going to side with, with Tony Hewitt and uh, and that last comment he left on that, that, uh, you know, for now, you got to find something that the, the current drivers for this year can all agree on so you can keep your iron on the track because you, you can't... You can't piss off half of your drivers, and they're going to leave the organization. So you got to find a middle ground keeps people happy for the year, and then you can change the rules for 2017. That disclosure yeah, is a sole opinion of Carl Cross, who is not a representative sidetrack pulling the <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised he didn't throw something in there about uh, about box chargers. No, Wait that's coming later it. on. That's Wait coming later on. Come on, Carl. Later. You might as well say no, it. No, I'm not. No, I'm going to stay awake because, uh, no, I, I would Actually, like to... Uh, no, I don't actually. And on on a personal note, no, I don't disagree with you on that. He was right on with that. And 
let the smooth bore against the slotted guys. Let's have a transition year. And for 2017, let's just make it smooth bore and away we go. Yeah. And and I I would like to throw this out out there too. Carl, I, I do agree one hundred percent with with your box charger thing. I know I'll probably hurt a lot of people's feelings by saying that, but I I still believe that 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 could work if policed correctly and handled correctly. Right, and uh, I I was going to bring this up later in the show, but I'll jump to it now. And and uh, just just to clear the air here, you know, when I talk about my box charger class that I started, which I'm sorry. Let me uh, let me rephrase Ooh, drink, that. Drink, drink a game. Drink a game. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, do, everybody, yeah. everybody take a drink. Everybody <laughs> take a drink. Except you. You're in the tractor. He said my class, so we got to take a drink. And he said box chargers. Yeah. So too. it's uh, <laughs> let's go back. Let's go back thirty seconds here. The street mod class no, in no, Canada. No. 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 See, I don't care what happens on the podcast. <laughs> this went out over live YouTube. There is no taking it back. You have to I know own that. that crap. I All know right, that. Good. No. I'm so, so so going back here. Uh, I'm not, I'm not editing on, that out. Back on subject here. The the street modified class in Canada that runs a S three sixty six charger. You know that's uh. I'm not trying to push those rules on any any other organization, you know. So what, any conversation I get into about it, I, people get real offended, and uh, I just want to clear the air. I'm not trying to change anybody's rules in any organization. It, it's just an opinion I have about a way to uh, a way to I basically cut some of the complaining in this sport down. I mean, uh, good luck with that. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's like uh, it's like yelling at a brick wall, but um, no, I mean, it's just. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, as soon as you talk about a, a charger like that and everybody goes, well, you could cheat with those just as easily. Well, you know, it's a lot easier for somebody to tech a turbo when every truck has the same turbo, where if everybody's coming in with a different looking charger from a different company and, and now you're trying to tech them all, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just, to me, it makes a little yeah, bit more I, sense. Everybody's got same turbo on it. It's a lot easier to, to spot when somebody's cheating and when somebody's altered it in some way. And, and you know, I just I disagree with the that with the that you could cheat with a with a box charger type setup because it's very simple. Everybody buys the same turbo, or better yet, everybody pays money to the club, and the club does a group buy of the turbos. Because with a box charger like that, if you buy a a certain number of them, you can even get them at a cheaper rate. Everybody right. looks at them tears them apart, whatever you want to do, and then they get sealed. I don't care whether you use a, a, a lead wire seal. I'm not real familiar with how NPPA seals their chargers. They do use a lead they do use they do use a lead seal and it's easily defeatable. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. That's why they've gone away from it. Okay. Okay. I, I stand corrected there. But you know, and then if you have a problem with somebody's charger, you do you know, like there's there's some racing organizations, some places that they do a, or anyways they used to. Well, I don't. This guy, this guy's car runs too good. I want to buy that motor. We were we, we were a rule claimer we rule. We were just talking about that pins. last night in uh, in Sweden. They have kind of an auto an autocross type class where uh, they kind of cap it at five thousand dollars to build your car. And at any point during the season, if somebody's running real good, you can walk up to them and say, "Hey, I like your car," and they have to trade you on the spot. And uh, you know, I, like I said, I'm not trying to push that on any organization here, but that might be something to do, something to bring to the polling world. Somebody's uh, running a little hot, and you can say, "Hey, 
here's a here's a hundred bucks for seals and gaskets. I want your turbo, and I want to put it on my truck. Yeah, Imco Modifieds has had a claimer rule on engines. Uh, also, uh, you know, right here in TTPA, ten thousand farm. You know, we've had that claimer rule on a three LM four sixty six for those guys. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. But unfortunately, not everyone else can can really agree with us on that. So I guess uh, I guess we're just limited to our opinions on that for the moment, anyway. But as as far as the turbo issue at hand, you know, if they wanted to limit it down, similar to like NADM rules, where it has to be two five before and after the map group, such as the current discussion, they they've almost let it get too far already. If they were going to do that. Stuff should have been policed a little bit more, not and let it go until the fact that everybody has all of these central Ohio legal turbos that are not two and a half inches after the map groove and say two weeks before the season starts, wait a minute, this isn't going to work because that's just an easy way to, to kill the entire class, in my opinion. Right, and... Uh... And as much as I, I like what Nathan Drob is doing, reaching out, saying, hey, I'm I'm the tech guy this year, and, and this is how I interpret the rule, you know, that should have been done months ago because uh, you, you really don't have time to be changing anything right now. Guys are guys got their trucks ready to roll for the season. You can't just bring up a turbo with a couple weeks to go. And, and you know what? I got to give Nathan credit because th- this is a whole conversation that started between me and him, actually. And he started reading through the rules, and his interpretation makes his own turbo illegal. Right, and he's just that honest of a guy. Full disclosure, he did say that. Read the rules according to his benefit. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know what? Fink, with that, we're going to have to let you go because I am so sick and tired of turbo talk. (laughs) I'm about ready to go (laughs) postal. So uh, you, you don't forget to turn at the end of the rows because I mean I don't want somebody getting upset that you took out you know three acres of crops. Or hey, you know the fields out there are two miles long, power. right? He's still on the same row. I've been down there; they're not that long. <laughs> I'm actually in a big one. This is a whopper at seventy acres right now. This is a big one for me. Oh, you pay extra for that. <laughs> Have you had to touch the steering wheel yet? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm spraying corn, so I got to follow rows. No uh-huh. other track for me today, unfortunately. Got to plot the field. Yeah, get a better GPS system. <laughs> Come on. You yeah. know what GPS stands for, right, Fink? What's that? You know what GPS stands for, right? Oh, yeah. I just don't have a new enough sprayer that can follow the corn rows. Got to plant straight. I don't get lucky enough to have all the, all the nice yeah. toys yet. I, I, I thought you were up there in the farming world. You could say, do all the Nintendo farming. We, we've got a pulling tractor with thumb that's got auto steer right on it. I mean, the bubble's right there. So don't tell me you can't put it on your planter. Well, you know, my, my hand throttle in the, in the pulling truck is uh, basically the same as my sprayer. The pulling right truck there, without the back it. seat, right? Does your elbow hit the back tell- seat when you pull it all the way back? What I always tell everyone is the the little spray switch in there, that's the nitro. <laughs> <laughs> I know a six farm that's got one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I know a 4500 Division so. 4 that does, too. So, uh, with that, Fink, thanks for calling into the show. I'm sure we'll be talking with you. I know I want to get you on sometime 
and talk about Absolutely. the chumming swaps that you do. So I'm sure uh, we'll all be on the on the Michigan truck pulling uh, forum here in a bit. Well, probably tomorrow when this airs, and uh, it'll probably blow up all over again. So I can tell you that I won't be because I'm probably going to delete myself. Oh, I'm going to just sit back and watch. It's going to be so much fun. No, I'm not. I, I, I'm old enough where I need blood pressure medication. So. I, I hope that Ryan kid shows his head again, whoever, whoever that guy was. Enough, enough, enough. We got other callers to too. All right, so Fink, we'll have a good later, one. Fink. Thanks. Thanks, Fink. All right, keep up the good work. Will do. So. Oh, boy. This, oh, my God. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Dial, I'm not. I'm not ready dial, for. I'm not ready for this. It. I'm not ready. Go ahead and either, dial but it, but I am not ready for this. Andy, I know you're listening. I don't know where to hug you or slap you right now. You're making us nervous. You might want to touch him inappropriately, and that scares me. <laughs> From doctor traction to master injection, bibs to Brian. This is sidetracked. This is Brian. Brian. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're oh. not worthy. Down, boy. <laughs> wow. I, welcome to Sidetrack, Brian Connor. This is Armstead here. We got Posh is the guy who's going to use a lot of big words with you. And then we got Carl Cross, kind of our little resident redneck uh, Amish guy we got here. He's what are you, going why are you still calling Amish me thing. Amish? I haven't had a beard in months. <laughs> Hey, don't don't be hammered on them Amish guys. They built my new shop. They did, they did a pretty good job. I know they're about to put a roof on a house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Andy Gerbach told you to call in, and we got to tell you, Brian. So far, via Andy alone, we've had Austin Boyer on here from the Super Mod Two Wheel Drive uh, Boyer Pulling Team. We've had William Bibbs Giberson on, and now we have you. This is. This is just, yeah, our ratings better skyrocket because, I mean, we couldn't ask for a better roster so far. I don't care if they do. This is awesome. If I didn't know better, I'd say he was your pimp. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Andy, you just got owned. Oh, man. So, so to speak, the king of alcohol, the whiz behind many, many alcohol tractors and kind of the guy who's been on the forefront of what we see now with modern-day open super stock and alcohol-burning tractors, I mean... Wow, we are. I I I don't even know what to say after that. <laughs> we're in rare. We're in rare air. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hit you with a question that has been. I've been actually, you know, I've I've been dying to ask this as someone who who knows, and I know that you know. If you were hit with a blank check, and I'm not ex- asking you to give away the farm and and sell your secrets, but if someone was able to hit you with a blank check on a diesel tractor, can it run with alcohol? Well, you start with the hard ones, don't you, bud? Yeah. <laughs> we get the, you know that's how we, we like to ease our guests in, and you know, you know, make sure they're comfortable. Well, I tell you what, I, first. I think it's possible with the rules they have now. If we can have billet blocks and billet cranks, and and the we start with a clean sheet of paper, but it's going to take a lot more technology. I think there's better pumps out there and stuff now. Some of the new stuff that I see coming out, it's going to take probably. 
close to 3,000 cc's of fuel and nobody at the point right now, I think there's one in the forefront that will be capable of doing that when it's released. And once you get that, I think that the torque that the diesels make, if they get within probably, if they get within 500 to 1,000 horsepower, they'll out-torque them enough that they'll be, could be a force to be reckoned with. The guys have made a tremendous amount of progress this last winter. I hear stories of people picking up 1,000, 1,500 horsepower. So to say, is it technically possible? Yeah. Will we see it? I don't know. That's always been my curiosity point. It's not. I'm not here to burn names or or try and try and find out. You know who's doing it. Just is it out there in in a theoretically possible realm that we could ever see that day come? And uh, I'm excited for it. I look forward to it. And and I kind of wonder. And now I'm kind of putting myself out there in terms of ignorance on on rule books because it's been a while since I studied it. Is it going to come through the mechanical realm, or is it going to come through EFI, or a combination thereof of both? Probably the mechanical side. I've I've been privy to some stuff that's being built here in Missouri, the new pump they've got out, and that thing is it's a monster. And once it's released, I think you'll see some things that are going to really set the diesel world on its ear. And with that pump, I think it's possible. Now, is it possible to run against the V8? You know, the, the freak shows, I call them, with the 903s and stuff in there. I'm not so sure. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. You are right with what I've been arguing forever, that the 903 has no point in super stock tractors. You don't have to respond to that, by the way. You're just a guest. You can, you're, you're, free, you're free to plead the fifth. Well, <laughs> I don't really have a lot of interest in the unlimited class anymore because of what it's turned into. The light super class is the class that I see that's coming up in the in the future. That's if you want to run alcohol and you want to spin your tires and make big horsepower because I think we're going to see those things making as much horsepower as the unlimiteds did a couple of years back with the six cylinders and they're going to put on a tremendous show. It's going to be many rods on steroids. It's what it's going to be, and I think we're already starting to see that. Probably right. You're probably right. Where do you uh, envision things going? You know, you've been at the forefront and on the pinnacle with so much of this for so many years. You're right out there on the cutting edge, but where do you see things going behind that? Uh, to, to create the feeder to, to get people to that level? Well, that's a good question. It all starts with the fans because you gotta you got to create enthusiasm. You've got to have the fan base to be able to support the, the sport first and foremost. If we don't have that, we can't generate the dollars that it takes to, to continue on with the show. So we've got to build the fan base. We've got to have that. And then we've got to build enthusiasm for for the reason that all the new upcoming people, if you if you try to just bring them from the competitors that are out there now, let's let's be honest. Most people are only having two or three children these days. We're not going to have enough new blood in the sport from that alone in order to sustain what we're doing at this juncture. That's a, that's a fair point, and I do agree with that. And and you know, is there? There really, I don't think there is, and you know, certainly you have your your finger on the pulse of this too. It doesn't feel like there's a ladder system in place too much with within the tractors to within tractors, not so, talking in the trucks. There's not that ladder in place to graduate so much. It's it's a huge jump from that state regional super 
up into the 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 unlimiteds or or the grand national or grand american whatever there's very little to discern the difference between one tractor to the other because basically that grand national tractor can run all your other events so there is no bracket type place like we have in drag racing for people to grow up from there's no alcohol ranks to jump into the nitro world and you know i can go on in and thin them talking about that but we do not have the feeder system as you referred to it as that we need in place to do this and i don't know what the answer is there's a lot of farm stock pulling a lot of guys get their feet wet there and i'm very proud of those guys it's not my forte i don't know a lot about it but i watch those guys and the enthusiasm they have and they always like anybody and it's just like being a junkie i guess i've never known one or been one but you know, you just want a bigger and bigger fix all the time. You are. You just don't know it. You're addicted to pulling. Absolutely. I'm addicted to horsepower. So when's the day going to come when we see a, a, a Brian Connor out there on the track under his own power again? Is that going to happen? Is that something you guys are even aiming at? Well, my brother and I, don't. we don't work together anymore. It's just me. I've been out of the pull. I've been in Austin, Texas for 20 years, so... I just moved back a few years ago, and I'm reestablishing my, myself in the pulling world again. So I'm getting a fresh start, if you will, and uh, I've got my new shop built here. We're trying to get up to speed, and I, I heard Bibbs allude to it. He'd been down here, and we're talking back and forth, and hopefully from that venture, we will grow from there. I've got several good loyal customers right now that I've helped, and Bryce Terry being one with the high-strung tractor, Dane Jackson, that new John Deere that we built from ground up, uh, Keith Haney's another one is in Athens, Alabama, Jay Fuqua, we just built him a new motor, and then uh, Keith Baker, now that is one that is one class with Keith Baker, he's a single turbo rear end tractor, we run it at Lincoln with a whole new setup on it, it's got a VGM cylinder head on it, and uh, you know, basically my engine combination, turbo setup and fuel system on it, and he made two sand pull, sand Hill runs with it out there and looks very dominant at this point. But uh, going forward, you never know. It's mechanical; anything can break. Man, that's that's cool. Glad to have you back in, back in, and and wired in on the on the tour and and helping these guys out and and making a well. You, you don't have to make a name. You've already done that. You're you're well established. There's a lot of competition out there. There's a lot of qualified builders. You know, right now. We've only got one CNC machine in here. We're fixing. Me and Bryce supposedly are working together, and and uh, we're looking to bring another CNC in here to expand our capabilities. And now we've got the facilities with the shop that I've built here, and hopefully we'll be able to do more and more of our own stuff. Now we're building our own fuel pumps, our own throttle bodies, and and uh, fuel system parts and that now. And I sell a lot of RPM performance. Uh, uh, data recorders and do a lot of that stuff. I sell for millinery clutches and I'm set up with several different dealers, SCS gearboxes. I do a lot of work with Craig and I've got a lot of good people on my side, just like I had back in the day with, with Tim Engler and uh, some of the great names of sport and Doug Dressel still, he still has wow. a lot of the bat, uh, There's a name. Advisory. Absolutely. Inventor of the aluminum wheel, still a good friend. Born the same day as I was, 18 years apart. I worked for him several winters. And that's where the that's where the impetus for bad medicine came from. Man, and, you know, uh, <laughs> Bibbs, Bibbs talked about it in his interview, you know, his, his call in with us that, you know, he, he goes to bed at night thinking about runs and and picturing how it breaks down 
um, how he sees uh, things in the chassis setup and, and the engine and what have you. He goes to bed at night thinking about how somebody makes a run. When Brian Connor goes to bed and puts his pillow on you know, his head on the pillow at night, what are you thinking about and what do you envision for the future? How to move more air and fuel in and out of that little c- cylinder. <laughs> 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 and make it go faster and staying together. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> Problem with Bryce Terry's we've had with it was getting the power hooked to the ground. And uh, I think we finally got, we've made a few runs now. We've kind of got our feet wet on that and we want to go out there and and uh, campaign some against the the biggest names in the sport now. You know, and without saying, I think everybody knows who that is in the light superclass, and even in the heavy superclass. That they've got twenty years that I haven't been around the tractors, and a lot more dollars, and uh, it's that's tough. And I mean, doing what we did back in the day on the limited budget we had, and being all self built, I don't think you'll ever see that again. I think it's all the big dollar teams that's going to dominate these these classes and in a way it brings a tear to my eye because I like seeing the inventor and the, the innovator, if you will, be able to compete with the top dogs. And it's getting tougher and tougher to do. No, yeah. talk about the turbo limits and all that kind of plays right into the same thing. No, absolutely. Brian, you're right on. And I've, I've talked about this on previous episodes. It's kind of getting to be, you know, you got the Richard Childress and Tom, you know, uh, petty pulling teams out there, so to speak, you know, to cross over to NASCAR, where it's the big money coming in, feeding it, and the owners aren't even in the seat anymore. And it definitely, for me, is taken away from that Grand National Circuit that used I used to thrive upon going on, going down to Bowling Green and watching it. And unfortunately, now it's getting to the point where there's a certain, you know, a certain pulling team in the open super stock, and like you said, in the light super stock where. You know they're probably gonna end up one two. You know, and it, it definitely has taken some something away from the sport where you got a guy who can just write a check off and no, basically write a check off and have that coat and plaque at the end of the season. But I I think honestly you're gonna see a shift of the sport, and we're already seeing it now, where more state level or interstate level clubs, you know, so to speak, as Gibbs put it, uh, Bibbs put it the brush clubs, so to speak, uh, you're going to see more of a focus there and a lot more growth in there where the guys can still afford to tinker on the tractors themselves and actually put the time in wrenching themselves because, hey, I can't afford to go to Brian Ta- you know, Brian Connor or Tim Engler, you know, however many, whatever name you want to throw out there behind it, Blackborn, whoever, you know, they can't afford to do it. So there's still a pulling level out there for them but unfortunately, the Grand National Tour, they're kind of going to price themselves out of existence. I, uh, I actually think uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cyclical you know, event going on, and, and it's going to keep happening in the past and the future. And, and uh, Charles touched on that earlier about in the, in the early 2000s is, is when things started going downhill nationally. And, uh, and I think that's what's going to happen is, is uh, things do get to the national level and, and the big money comes in and, and takes the sport over. And then, you know, it kind of falls back down to grassroots. People want to stay there because they can't compete with the big, big money teams. And, and, you know, so then the national scene is going to die down a bit because everybody's playing in these little organizations. And, and then it's all just going to keep going in a cycle. People will work their way to the top and then the money will come in and then it'll go back down to the bottom and start over. 
I agree full heartedly on that on that uh, comment. I I really do. And uh, whether it's right or wrong, I mean that's the way it's going to go. I'm afraid. And uh, the money in the sport hasn't pace. I mean, let's let's talk about that a little bit. And, you know, 1976 Grand National Hook, you won a thousand dollars. That stayed the same until just. I don't think it's much over twelve hundred dollars to win an NTTA hook today. No, and it's the, not. The tractors. I mean, the tractor we built back in in nineteen eighty nine and nineteen ninety debuted in nineteen ninety. We had about one hundred twenty five, hundred thirty thousand dollars, and we built eighty percent, eighty to ninety percent of it ourselves. And uh, that tractor today would cost you half a million dollars to build to go out to run for a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars, whatever it is. I haven't kept track of what the payout is, but it's minuscule in comparison to the investment you got. You you know, you, you talked about the commercializing of the sport, and to be honest with you, the tractor that kind of drew drove me away from a lot of the open super stock is actually what became a bad medicine. And I don't, I'm not trying to talk bad about the Lustig team or anything like that, but they were the first ones you saw really go commercial where they, you know, Sempico everything, Sempico this, you know, the Sempico silver bullet, you know, it, it really started putting a bad taste in my mouth as far as, you know, the, the NASCARization of tr- the sport of truck and tractor pulling. And now you look at it, and there's other teams, like I said, we won't name their names, but it was kind of small beans, but you saw where that direction was going. And it was right when Charles and uh, was saying, that right in the beginning, you know, middle 2000s is when that really, really started to happen. And I think it's going to be hard to get away from that now. I'm afraid you're right. I mean, whenever every tractor out there, I mean, you look at the pro stock class and PPL, I mean, those guys, they pay about 2500 3000 to win, so they've kept pace a little better than some of the organizations have, and I can't say enough about what Forrest Lucas has done for the sport, but even though he's done a lot, it's still not enough. Yeah, he, he's definitely backed it. He's, he's, put his, he's put his money where his mouth is and, and stepped up there with PPL and, and really, really created something out of nothing. But yeah, yeah, there's you, you you look at those tractors though and they're all show pieces. I they mean, are. The stuff that we had back anybody can look on my Facebook page and see what we built in that little tiny shop that we built that thing in is a thirty by forty shop, but we handcrafted all that stuff and it looks crude by today's comparison. I mean everything's polished and chromed and fantastic. And I mean I can't say enough about Bryce Terry. That tractor is absolutely that high storm tractor is absolutely a showpiece. And I think I would so make nice, so nice. I'm afraid to touch it whenever I go over there. And I won't if they don't have all the pieces off the side of it. I would I would maybe make the argument that there's a place for both in this world. I, I think the the beautiful pieces that are out there at the highest levels are great, and they serve the purpose of attracting the the casual fan because they're going to see it for what it is, the showpiece that it is. But oh, I yeah. also I also think that the the crude, the crude's not fair. That's a totally un, unfair term. The, the piece that looks like it's homemade gets appreciated by the hardcore because it is homemade. And I enjoy looking at the surfing the, you know, Facebook and seeing what some of the guys in Europe do. The guy with the Deutz over there, Thomas Matheson or something like that, I think it is. And he's building all his own pistons on all his own rods and all that stuff on hand machines and. I mean, it's just, it's a 
work of art for what he's got to work with. I mean, with CNC stuff, you go in there, you draw it on the computer, and you punch it out there and send it to the computer, and uh, the machine machines it out. You don't have to. You don't have to sit there and calculate everything out like we used to have to do. So, I mean, math's still involved, but it's not nearly as deep as it was back in the day whenever I was growing up. With Doug Russell, I mean, that man, stuff you saw him do, unbelievable. First, first 4010 in the 5,000-pound class back in the day. First aluminum wheels, first 5010 in the 7,000-pound class. Tank motor with twin turbos on it with 1,100 cubic inches running against Allison's. I mean... That guy, to me, is still my hero. And then you've got Tim Engler that helped me along with the tractor that we built, you know, and drivetrain and everything else he helped us do on that. And, I mean, it's just unbelievable what's the talent that those guys could brought to the table if they could take a piece of metal and form it into something that you couldn't even imagine. As an 18-year-old kid, when I was out there working for Doug, it just blew my mind. That's machinist. You know, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I just talk about it. <laughs> you know, that's one thing, you know, the names you were bringing up there, Brian, that really makes me appreciate the builders in the sport is it's not some IT group or, you know, some major corporation funneling money and design technology into it. You know, Blackburn, he was out there. He put his time in the driver's seat. Tim Engler, Lord knows he has. And Banner Brothers, I mean, T- Scott Tedder. I mean, you you can go through everybody who's a major contender as far as a builder or a supplier for the you know a lot of the custom parts for this, and they've put their seat time in. They know what it takes. It's not some yeah. white collar computer guru sitting there punching into a computer going, "Well, this combination with this should work." No, it's still done with the knowledge between two ears. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, but you can buy, if you got somebody who's got the knowledge between their ears and they can do the computer thing on top of it, that makes a formidable force there. That That is true. So you can't take that away from them no, either. Absolutely so you have not. to give admiration for that. That's the world no, we live in. I can't, we, I can't. Back to, we, get back to, we get back to the money deal. I mean, these guys got their own sleds, their own tracks now. They'll make more passes on it vehicle before they go to pull and I'll make all year long with something like See, price carrier. That was a whole new combination that I put together out of my head. And I had somebody else was building the short block and we had a tremendous amount of trouble with it last year. So we had a lot of teething problems and I think we finally got it fixed, but that was where I thought we needed to be. And we've had to make changes on that thing, but, uh, I've learned a lot, but you know, other guys will make that learning curve so much shorter because they're either on the dyno or they've got a pulling sled and a track and they go out there and make pass after pass after pass with it. I don't have that luxury. Mine's got to be the old school deal with basically like a slide rule and and uh, sit down and calculate all this stuff out. But I am getting up to speed on this, and I have been pretty good with computers, but I'm not doing the CNC deal much yet, and that's where I've got to go. And that's a you know you just hit on something. All the not taking anything from the tech guys because they they have their place in the sport, but you can apply all the technology in the world and slap it on a dyno and create all the horsepower in the world. But it still has to exist within the paradigm of a thirty-foot wide, three hundred strip, uh, you know, three hundred foot strip of dirt. It's got to work out there, and all the numbers in the world can add up. But it still has to make sense out on the track. And and anywhere you go, if you run a thirty hooks schedule, it's going to vary week by week. And that's where 
the hands-on piece comes back in. Well, you can have all the horsepower in the world, but if uh, if you don't know how to put it to the ground, it's useless. And and I mean, on top of that, like like you said right there at the end, every every track is different. It's in a different town. You've got different moisture content in the dirt. You've got different weather conditions. So not only do you need that power, you need to be able to put it to the ground, and you need to be able to read a track. I mean, uh, absolutely, tractor pulling is a very dynamic sport. Absolutely. It's a lot more so than even drag racing, and they do have a lot of variables too, but I'm kind of the Alan Jan- Johnson clan. You know, I've always, he's always been one of my heroes, and that guy, whenever he had all the chassis trouble and he was blowing the tires off every pass, everybody said, well, why don't you just back it down and go down the track? And he says, that's not my nature, and I said, I kind of like this guy. That sounds like me. <laughs> that sounds like me. If I got the power, I'm using it. I ain't backing down. Says the guy who literally took his four-wheel drive truck down the track bouncing out one wheel up and off the ground i'm i i gotta say i'm not surprised brian to hear you say that that alan johnson is somebody that you have in your crosshairs for for that role of look someone you look up to because he always knew just how much he was gonna use to to get it down a quarter mile and your tractor when you guys were running it was always known for it was wheels up but it was always just enough well, I, I had to beat that into Ernie's head pretty good because he wanted to put 40 feet on him every pass, and I said, we can't do that. <laughs> so I had, back, I had to back it down once we figured out how to put the horsepower to the track. So I was in charge of the horsepower settings on the thing, and I had to back it down several times. And a few times I got I got surprised. I give it a little more than what I thought it should have. And, but nonetheless, we didn't have computers back then. We didn't have anything. It was old school. I mean, we read spark plugs and all that, and... I was on the cusp of getting the data acquisition, and uh, in fact, uh, that's when I started working with Randy RPM in '95. After we sold the tractor, and I've been up two weeks working with uh, with Rich Lusty getting the tractor ready to go for Louisville. And Randy actually drove up there and helped us get everything set on. And that's first first pulling tractor that I'm aware of that had data acquisition on it back in '95. And all that all that back on single cuts before the doubles started to come in. Say again. All that on single cut tires before the doubles started to come in. Now we 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 was the first super stock ever had double cuts. Were you we okay? Had, All we, right. had, we had single we had single cuts. We had several first. We had the first double cut tires on a super stock tractor. In fact, everybody left everybody scrambling because we had single cuts on it the first year, and uh, I've got pictures of it at Des Moines, Iowa, where I didn't get to go. And the thing had horsepower, and I knew it did. And everything's out there running himself and. He didn't have a lot of support because, I mean, it was kind of low, the tractor was, because it had horsepower. But I had pictures of that thing with dirt clear over the buckboards, and it took them almost 30 minutes to clean the, clean the sled off because it had so much dirt on it. <laughs> <laughs> Worked with Bill Lester all winter long talking about double cuts, and we went to the Indy Super Bowl, and Ernie cut the tires himself and didn't do a real good job. So Parks, I got him, I got a bonus check, and I'm for my pharmaceutical job ahead of time. And uh, I said, get these tires out there and get them cut. We had, so when we went to uh, Louisville in 91, that was the first run we made on. We won that event. And that was the first pass on. And then we come out and pretty much dominated that year. How many, uh, how many people were coming up to you and, and asking about them tires that day? Say again? How many people were coming up to you in the pits and asking about them goofy-looking tires that day? Oh, everybody said they wouldn't work. Modifieds have been running for about a year or so. but Everybody was looking at the tires because you had something else going on somewhere else, I guarantee. 
<laughs> well, like Warren Johnson told me a long time ago, I was got to be pretty good friends with Warren Johnson. And uh, he says, you always give them two or three things to look at. <laughs> yeah. And then they're and then they're looking at the wrong damn thing. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was WJ is known for saying that. That's for sure. Yeah. Another one that I like that he always says is Old agent treachery will overcome youth and enthusiasm every time. <laughs> uh, I still use that one. I like that. That's one of his best things that he ever told me. My dad, my not, I'm not trying to say that you're that old because I know you're not, but my dad's 70 now, and he used to say that to me growing up, and I appreciate that now. <laughs> Absolutely. It makes more sense as you get older, doesn't it? It sure does, yeah. I'm 38 now, and boy, do I. Every, every lesson that 15 years ago I thought my dad was an idiot for, Oh, have I learned? <laughs> Everything makes you got sense kids in town, too, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you learned from that one too, haven't you? I'm the yeah. only one in the room who doesn't have a kid. I just realized that. I was gonna say, my boy, he's uh, just gonna be two in August, and I've already look, looked at my parents, and I go, "How in the hell did you not kill me growing up?" <laughs> I want to kill you right now. And I know I'm not even in the worst part of the stages yet. I'm going, shit. You guys aren't sitting around having any barley pops, are you? No, uh, no, no, no. No, I was I having, know what you're talking about. You, sir? I just started on barley pops. Prior to that, I was on uh, corn squeeze. Okay. <laughs> That's even more scary, isn't it? <laughs> uh, depends on which side of the microphone you're on. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. See, well, that... you're in control of that golden microphone there. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm not. The guy on the other side of the desk of me is. <laughs> yeah, we're on the dumb side of the microphone. <laughs> oh wow, this is Andy Gerbach. If you're out there, we owe you so big right now. I never imagined I'd see the day I'm talking to Brian Connor about tractor pulling. <laughs> And his ideas on how the sport's going are identical to mine. That just it, it is nice when uh, when you talk to an idol and uh, and you find out you all you know really think alike. And actually, even bigger than that, what I'm going to say is having talked to you tonight and and talking to Bibbs, um, this is why we are in the sport. Yeah, it's the guys who are your legends and heroes are just this approachable and this kind with their time and. Uh, Thank you so much for, for spending some time with us tonight. And it, it means a hell of a lot to us. And, you know, this, this, that's why we're here. This is cool. Not a problem. Anytime you guys want to chat, just give me a holler. We, <laughs> we will be saving your number. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was a mistake. That'll happen. <laughs> you should have called in uh, with your number hidden. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I promise we won't drunk ID, down. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're not like FM radio. We aren't going to share this. This stuff's going to be guarded. <laughs> my, my phone number's on my Facebook page. It's no big deal. Oh, well, that's, oh. Well, then that's your fault. <laughs> deflated. Deflated. Here we are. I thought we were getting an exclusive. Yeah. Oh, son of a gun. I'm all about customer service, and that's what I do. And it's like you talking about the small guys. I cater to a ton of guys that do their own work and there's no project too small or too little a lot of the guys the bigger builders they won't build anything unless they build the whole thing and 
you know, I probably ought to revisit my business plan and do just that, but I'm not big enough back in the sport yet where I can do that, and I, I need to take all work on now that I can, means I got this new shop. And too many ex-wives, by the way. So. <laughs> oh, I, got, I got one of those, too. I, I know that Those story. are expensive. Yeah. There, there's a balance between uh, between money making and uh, and being able to sleep with yourself at night, being happy with what you're doing. So, well, I, mean, I do. I made a lot more money doing what I was doing before, but I enjoy this and always have, and I like the thrill of it. And people might think I'm stuck up sometimes if I see me in a tractor pull and I got a customer in front of me, but I'm trying to make them run. And I try to spend my time equal with everybody and fans. I always appreciate them coming out because without them, we don't have the support that we all love. Absolutely. We got to get more of them here. And that's the way I've always felt. And that's the way that I will be put in the ground thinking that very same thing. Couldn't, couldn't disagree with you on that. Yeah. You got to take care, take care of the bills. Number one, you know, you got a customer in front of you, but also, you know, you got game face on when you're there at the track and, um, you know, we could probably be accused of the same when we're, we're concentrating on trying to put on a show and, and be announcers. And it's not that we're aloof or stuck up. It's not, it's not it at all. It's just we're I've there got, for a job. I've got your YouTube page up. You guys look real serious there. I can tell right now. Yeah, serious <laughs> is all hell. <laughs> What's going few, few on? Dead, few, few dead soldiers there. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, just a few. And that, uh, one, that one clock stuck at forty three sixteen. Now tell me about that. Why it's never moved? Yeah, that's because what I'm talking about. because we, because because the second the second I got one too, buddy. The second that Brian Connor appeared on our lines, clocks don't matter anymore. <laughs> I didn't understand you say that again. I'm as, old and deaf. As soon as as soon as we got Brian Connor on our line, the clock doesn't matter. We have no time limits for you. Okay. <laughs> we've put we've put uh, official still. show on okay, hold right you. now. <laughs> you guys are a mess. Yeah, well, on a good day. On a good day. I was gonna say, I think I'm pretty well put together here. <laughs> you should have seen that. You should have seen this a little while ago when we were trying to set this all up. <laughs> I was I running late imagine. trying to find beer. I can't imagine the pre-party now. What I want to envision next is what we need to have is a hidden camera for the after party. No, 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 no. no. Nope. No. <laughs> you pay extra for that. <laughs> that'll, that'll, That's what she said. <laughs> Did we just get hit by a That's what she said? Oh, my God. I, I can't believe it, but I actually think that's a first for this show. I do, too. Oh no, no, what I take happened? that back. There was a, an episode a few weeks ago where a guest said that's what she said. I can't remember who it was, though. Yeah, but I never thought I'd have Brian right, right. tell me that. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be on the subscriber service, which we will be announcing yeah. on pay-per-view later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, wow. <laughs> too, much my, too much fun doing this. you got to be making money at it. No, we're no, not. No, we're not yet. <laughs> we spent money to look this good. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. yeah is it spent enough? Seen around the world. Is it working? <laughs> What's that saying? If you're, if, uh, you're good at doing something, don't do it for free. Well, the thing is, in this game, you you got to build a base before you can charge it. So you got to sit here and do it for free. But hey, I have no problem sitting around drinking beer and talking about pulling. I can do this all day. It's a pretty rough day. Okay. I know. Well, if you ever see me at pull, look me up. Sure to do that, 100%. Oh, absolutely, Brian. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for the and time. And talking with us. This is, yeah, wow. Blame that on Andy. 
We'll we'll blame him with a hundred percent. Oh yeah, he's he's in for it now. We're gonna have to take care of him for this one. So thank you, sir. Case a single malt scotch, whatever he likes. I don't know. Okay. Andrew Probably might touch him in inappropriate ways. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go I, there, but <laughs> that's when I that's when I didn't. I applied to law school, got accepted, and I tried drinking scotch. I didn't like it, so I never went. <laughs> oh, oh. Good, good. More for me. <laughs> so thank you, Brian Connor. We're gonna let you get out with your night. Thank you so right, much, thank sir. You, gentlemen, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Oh, thank, oh, you thank you for reaching us with it. Bye bye. Bye bye. So, so you two need a smoke break after yeah. that? Oh, yeah. yeah, we're yeah. going to take a break. So we'll be they got to go let their boners die down. Oh, God. All right, we'll be back. This is Sidetracked. I'm pulling your radio network. See you. Unbelievable. Oh, I'm going to hit the stream button. It's like top left. <coughs> Just swipe up with your finger on the screen there. Probably Austin. Go back on. Hello, you reach Austin Blair. Yeah, that was Austin. Awesome. Four, two, six, one. Let it go to voicemail. Noob, 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 noob. Too late. Too late. Well, I was gonna say, don't give his uh his number out over here. Oh yeah, but. Well, we can go back and erase that. I was just going to yep. leave them voicemail and say, look, dude, sorry. We're still live feeding. All right. Looks like the last one we have waiting is the guy who called at the very beginning, 612 from a 650 number. Wait. Who did? That's Austin. That's Austin. Yep. Hey, man. Sorry. We, we were going back through our queue and uh, saw your number still in there. So <laughs> we already talked to you. Oh, okay, man. I, I was say I saw I missed you guys' call. No, that's good. Sorry. No, sorry Apologies. To you. Oh, we're good. Hey, have a good night. You, yep, too. you too. See you. All right, so back to that 650. <coughs> radio for one. The radio for none. <laughs> hey, nobody watching this <laughs> garbage. Shit. Two Trash. people. <laughs> One of them's probably dirty. One of them's us. <laughs> no, I closed mine out. Uh. Your call has been forwarded. Oh, nice. Voice Way to go. Call into the pulling radio network, and you don't have your phone on the call. CIR, Charlie Capozo. All I right. See how we rate. Fine. You had too many Bud Lights out there in your koozie. Oh, my gosh. Well, I guess that means we're, we got, what, we got what, how many numbers left? Because we're going to go into rant style now. That's it. Mm. Oh, that's it. That's All right, it. Fine. Or do we start fine. dialing well, people? Fine. I've got a few people that I could, uh, should I got text numbers. to and tell well, them to call I, numbers. I, I was going to no, say, maybe we, we should, uh, call we're going to call that, we're going to, we're going <laughs> to switch this around from PRN call in night to PRN call out night. There we go. Do we want to, uh, record the news real quick before we? No, no, no. 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 We want to trash some All right. people. Send yeah, me numbers. <laughs> Let's see if we can get the answer. <clears throat> I just became like the sidetrack version of donut shop terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> Hello YouTube. How we, are you? We did we never said that it, we we said that it was gonna be call in night. We never said it wouldn't be call out night. 
Correct, correct. And we are not afraid to name names. And Yeah, we, well, with certain people, yeah, we kind of just were. <laughs> yeah, Holy smokes. Oh, my God. I can't believe how well this is doing already. It's been an interesting night. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I mean, wow, names we've pulled and... Yeah. Well, anyways, while we got some downtime... Charles, you must be pretty excited that uh, Drew and Mike are back on the air in their podcast. Oh, I've listened to every single show, Me every too. single second of it. Me too. I'm so happy to have them back. Where do you, where do you think the drops came from on this show? I mean, yeah. we, that was all ripped off from them, all of them. Oh, yeah. It, well, the famous line that uh, that you guys are using from my story for your end of the show is, is a direct rip <laughs> yeah, from their sure original is. radio show. It sure is. I want you to get on my trailer. I want you to get out. Yeah, remember to have uh, him record that for us. I was going to say, that yeah. if you guys got some time later, I might tell that story on air. Oh, there's yeah. a, you've got a story tied to the drill oh, mic? Yeah, that's yes, where, that's oh, why yes. he uses it. That's oh, where yes. that whole thing came from. It is an amazing story. <laughs> it is an amazing it's actually polling related, too. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. You know what? Uh, you got a number, Nick, dialing up? Uh, I, th- I thought we did. Sorry. 8675309. No. <laughs> Well, Carl, while we get the number set up, why don't you tell the story about get out my trailer? All right. All right. So this goes back, uh, what, three years ago? First year I was running the Burville three-day event. And uh, just like every year, I put way too much on my plate for the summer. And uh, sometimes I can be a stressed out, crabby guy and and, uh, had the Burville three-day event going on, trying to get that show going. I was swapping turbos on my pulling truck and... uh, remodeling a house so at the time me and my girlfriend were uh we were living in my camper right next to the house because i was doing a bunch of remodeling so we were sleeping in the camper and uh and all the stress of the of running the show and working on my truck and stuff i'd been a pretty busy guy and she wasn't having much of that not seeing much of me and uh we got into a bit of an argument that night and and she's going on and on and wouldn't leave me alone and i'm saying you know what i just i just want to go to sleep it's getting to be one in the morning and she's just going on and on and on and and uh, in the middle of the argument, I looked at her and I said, you're about to get so much more pissed off of me right now. And she goes, why is that? And I said, I've always wanted to do this. And she goes, what? And I said, get out my trailer. I want you out. <laughs> and she went ballistic. That's, is, I have to ask the question at this particular point in time. Is that who's responsible for picking you up from this the train wreck of a disaster no, of a radio no, show no. tonight? No. no. Okay. Good. No, 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 no. Well, this isn't this isn't even close to a train wreck. No, to but what the, we've done in the past. That was uh, that was what I. No, did. it's not. I well, call that oddly. the uh, I call that the redneck high point and low point of my life all in one. <laughs> well, now you've got goals to exceed and or fall below. <laughs> all right, we got a number. Let's dial them up and see if they answer. I'm kind of curious who this is. Jared. Jared, sidetrack show. You want to talk 2.5 turbos? Oh, well, why do you want me to? <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> you, you called in. You haven't had enough of that yet? No, let's go. Let's go. Oh. Let, no, let's do Let's do this. You're, well, the, you're the guy who set the table. Let's do this. Let's t- tell everybody on here who we got on right now. Jared Glover from West Michigan. So, yeah, you are on sidetrack with Armstead and Posh, and uh, let's do this. Sure. 
Oh, that's a re- that's. <laughs> I, I just feel the urgency. That's a bold argument you've made there. And reading all these idiots on the internet crying about how they want to cheat, and uh, you know, just uh, yeah, wow! All of a sudden, here I am. You know why? You know why? You know why Jared is so reserved about wanting to talk about this. He makes his living designing systems that put out fires, not incite them. <laughs> <laughs> It probably doesn't uh, bow well for me to start fires, no. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah. that's so, I, as far as I'm concerned, that'd be yeah. sales if you're the one putting the fires out. <laughs> yep, uh, man, I don't even know where to start. You know, two five turbo stuff. Yeah, wow, uh, what what a what a debacle that has become real quickly. Um, it sure has. You know, it, it, it's it's definitely a class that was supposed to be to replace the the shortcomings of the two six class. You know, and, and here guys are, you know, wanting to follow all the same little loopholes that they figured out that they could do in that to, to get around it. So, so. what, uh, what, what's the, what do you think of a proper good running 2.5 truck should be horsepower wise? I mean, as far as that, you know, what it, that charger should be capable of. So if you followed, you know, if we said it was a smooth bore 2.5 charger, it's probably good for, you know, six, 700 horsepower, maybe. Right, you know, and, and I believe that's um, where the class started, and it was supposed yeah, to be a stepping exactly, stone class. Yeah, that's where it was supposed to start, and so you know, so you're going to get some growth over the years, and you're going to get some you know improvements in technology and whatnot. And so you know, let, let's look at the other classes that are there. So let's say that you know, if we follow the the new you know smooth bore stuff, the the three inch stuff at say fifteen hundred horsepower, and the three six stuff at two thousand. You know, a, a, a good number that would make sense would be, you know, like a thousand horsepower. You know, it'd be somewhere where, you know, guys could get driveline to live with a single tire and the, you know, the, the little bit lighter weight. Um, and, and it would work out really well in the whole scheme of things. So. Now, Jared, this is this is Carl, and I know me and you have never uh, we've never met and spoken person, but we have uh, yeah. we have exchanged words on Facebook and stuff and. Uh, and uh, a lot of what I talk about on there is that, to me, as a younger guy coming up in this sport, it's for what for what a two five truck is now to be to be saying you got to make a thousand horsepower or more to be competitive. That puts a lot of younger guys like me out of it. Um, I mean, just the money required to take you know in my in my circumstance a Duramax to take a Duramax up to a thousand horsepower is it's a lot more money than a lot of guys can. Can uh can afford to spend just just to try to even compete in uh and a lot of times that's why I think these rules really need to be reined in and they need to be enforced and, and these classes need to be a little bit uh a little bit more accessible if you want people to join the sport. And I would agree, yeah. You know, I'm I'm talking probably more of a, a national level. You know, somebody that's going to campaign a truck in multiple states throughout the you know throughout the summer, uh, two five type truck. Um, right. You know, on a local level. You know, you, you don't need to have the cream of the crop. You know, just because everyone in you know is handed out a trophy nowadays for participating doesn't mean that we all really won. You know, uh, you know those those games of soccer that they don't keep score, they're really yeah. keeping score in the back of their heads. Yeah. You know, you know a- Andrew here, Jared, I know another one who hasn't really you know haven't really. You don't need to know either one yet, of these two idiots. It's, yeah. it's oh, fine. I know everybody. I, no, you, you don't need don't to know think them. I know who you are, but I follow you around enough to know who's who. Get oh, a dear life. God, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you have seen some things. Yeah, you know, Carl doesn't realize it, but I was at the first year of Burville. You know, 
So oh. yes, you were. Yes, you were. 100%. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for supporting our local event. Yes, absolutely. Somewhere I got video no, of that. Fact, I, I was probably one of three people there that was at the last Burville that happened uh, several years before that. Oh so. no, I've I've been at uh, I've been at every Burville hook since uh, since I was born basically. So well, and he was drunk yeah. for several of those. So he just <laughs> remembered. <that. laughs> I was drunk for everyone. What are you talking about? <laughs> But we've been talking, you know, we've been talking on the, you know, Michigan truck puller discussion, which is, in theory, a great idea, but in practice has been just a horrible debacle, especially with oh, it is, the idiots on there who want to call some certain radio hosts on here idiots, because obviously we don't know anything other than how to hold a mic and <laughs> say Jared Glover out of Grand Rapids area and yada, 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 but... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. I'll be. I'll, I'll maintain my professional respectability you, on the microphone. You do that because you know I won't do that anyways. Okay. But we've talked before, and I know I've said it on the discussion that is what's going on with the truck world. We're seeing a growth in diesel trucks that has never been seen before. Because let's face it, up until the Duramax, the Cummins, the Power Stroke, all got to a level where they left indirect injection behind, and were able to start building horsepower. There's no such thing as a real diesel power truck out there. You know, you got chips that started coming out and things like that. But the growth they're going through right now is the same thing the tractor guys have gone through, you know, 20, 30 years prior. But what's killing me is a lot of these truck guys who don't want to acknowledge that. And I'm going to put it right out there. The work stock guys are the ones that chat my ass the most about it because they don't understand the limiting of tire size and limiting of turbo size. Because on a diesel, it is extremely difficult to limit fuel delivery into a cylinder. If you choke it's back, the, if you choke back the fuel or the air, you're going to limit horsepower. Yeah. I mean, what what's your thoughts on that? I mean, is tire size something we need to start looking at on these classes to start reining these people in? Or you know, the, the tire size is such a the, the real problem that you have is the guys who want to be able to drive the trucks around and hot rod around on Friday night and go to the truck bowl and, and beat their buddy up and, and that sort of thing. But they want, they all think that they need to have this ability to win. Uh, somebody told me the other day that uh, they're spending money hand over fist and they're sh- still not sure that they've got enough to do anything with, and they're afraid of it. Um, and so that's the real problem, I think, is that, you know, you know it's a competitive thing. Everybody wants to be competitive. Everybody wants to win no matter what they're doing. Sure. Um, and it's hard to put a limit on that sort of thing. You know, over here on this side of the state, you know, we found some pretty good things that work. You know, it, don't let them have the traction bars. It keeps the guys out of class. It's not that it is a safety thing or is a performance thing or anything like that. It keeps those guys up where they belong in the next class up or, hey, you've got the time and the money to put some money and work in your truck. You've got some time and money to, to, to move up a class then. You know, you don't have to beat up on the little guy who's, uh, you know, out here for the first time type deal. No, that and is... I think that's where a lot of the problem starts. That is exactly it, and uh, and that's one of the things I talk about the most is how do we build a... a... A bit of a, a stairway. I mean, for for somebody to go from that guy who just wants to pull the local fare to to get him in some kind of starter class, and then eventually maybe he's going to be a, a full blown two five truck. There's sure. got to be you know, a, there's got to be a system there. Yeah, exactly. You know, we all didn't start out with a you know a three inch truck or anything. I mean, I started out pulling with a with a Ford with with a you know a power stroke in it. You know, it's uh, 
and it didn't work very well. You know, I'll be the first to admit it. I drove my my happy butt home from the east side of the state from some poles with front wheel drive with just the front drive shaft in it more than one time. So, uh, Been you know. there. Well, I, um, you know, Jared, I have to thank you for one thing is we've talked about the traction bar argument before, and I'm one who is very pro of that just for the reason of I'm getting sick and tired of seeing axle wrap on these guys who are putting tuners in or getting 500 horsepower. But my whole thing is with any of the arguments that have gone on is just get, bring to me a justifiable point that you can give reasoning behind yep. in an argument. And I will understand. And for once in the past year that this group or six months or however long this group's been in existence, we've talked about traction bars many times. Thank you. You finally gave me an argument that I can understand and work with. And it's not that I don't understand this stuff. It's nobody will, is willing to put a logical argument behind it. Sure. Yep. And, and, you know, that's the, the hard thing for a lot of these guys is they've got to look past the, the end of their own truck and, and past the nose on their own face and go, hey, what what's better for the whole group here? You know, uh, going out and, you know, build the truck if you're, you know, some big hot shot that's uh, going to whip up on everybody and put, you know, 80 feet on the entire class all summer long, that's not doing anything good for the entire group. You know, what's going to be good for the group is, yeah, go out and win, sure. That's the, that's the object behind it. But, you know, you, you don't have to mop up on everybody every weekend, you know. That was uh, that was exactly one thing I wanted to touch about later when I go on a bit of a rant is, uh, you know, as much as everybody wants to come out and win – at, at some point, you gotta you gotta tip your hat. You're not gonna win them all. It's you you should be happy to be competitive in the sport. If you're a competitive player in the sport, be happy with yourself. If if you gotta go out and win every single poll, then you're gonna be that guy who's gonna find every gray area in the rules, and you're gonna be cheating as much as you can. And eventually, you're gonna be you're gonna be the bad guy, and it's gonna bite you in the butt. Sure. Yep. I've seen it happen. You know, a number of different times with a number of different individuals. You know, and, and it does come back around every time, and you know, then you're that guy that nobody wants to deal with, and so they figure out a way to get rid of you one way or another. And, you know? and ultimately, that's why that's why truck pulling and 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 a lot of tractor people they they complain about truck pullers and and they say it's nothing but whining and they can't they can't figure out why. And I will straighten them out right now, and I'll tell you why. It's because truck truck pulling has such a it's a larger venue. Well, I don't know if venue is the right word, but it's a larger horizon than tractor pulling. You've got a lot more variables than two tires and a turbocharger and a P-pump. I mean, you've got different displacement motors. You've got different injection systems, different stock chargers on these trucks. There's a lot more going on. Can I take you to it's an a, NATPA pull, car? Yeah, yeah. Can I take you to an yes, antique pull? Yeah. Cause well, that's something different than these local <laughs> classes we're talking about. No, they're not. No, they're not. You you just you just everything you said that tractor guys don't understand because We've it's been different trucks. For 20, tractor pullers have been doing it for fifty fucking years. Drop that. That we got to mark that. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've been dealing with different cubic inch motors. You know, right, motors but less it's, capability, smaller charges from the factory. But it's like you said, it's course. been fifty You're, years. But you've been you think anything is new? No, my well, what I'm getting at here is you like you guys said, it's been fifty years. You it's had time. The, the rules are there now. It's been figured out. But it, the truck scene has exploded. We all know that. My, it has my exploded. argument there yeah. is why I say truck pullers are whiny 
Right. And you know what, Jared? I'm going to give you an exemption there because all you've tried to do is make some sense out of this bullshit that's been going on. No, the I don't support the whining. whining because they won't shut up and listen to us tractor guys and go, hey, listen, this is what we've been doing for countless years. No, I agree. It's not a new idea. And, it, you know, it's just, it's just very, very frustrating to think that everything is such a brand new idea. There are things you guys are doing. Jared still No, I, I agree with, with you guys right there in that there are, there are viable options to this, but it's like the truck guys won't take a note from the tractor guys because the tractor guys have been through it. I mean, I see your point right there, but... And actually, I, I hope we didn't lose Jared, because actually, I've got another point. Oh, no, I'm here. Oh, okay, okay good. We had another call coming in, and we didn't know if you were still there or not. I'm, I'm, I ha- we're getting I'm, a little heated and a lot of alcohol. I'm, I'm, I'm on Cape Canaveral right now, sitting on the launch pad, because I'm ready to go. And, you know, I'm not putting you on the spot, Jared, with this. Uh, you, you, can, you can ignore this if you choose to, and not put yourself on the spot. That's fine. I'm going to launch. Here we go. A lot of what we're seeing on that particular message board has to do with commonality of rules. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I don't give a damn, and here's why. I'm responsible to a sanctioning body within the state of Michigan that promotes, on the average, 28 hooks a year, and we've got a class structure that exists as it exists, and we've got to be able to go to a fairboard convention and sell a 28-hook season to those fairboards, and we need to be able to present to them a class structure that includes 5, 10, hopefully 10, maybe 12 or 15 pullers with each class structure, or it's not something that's a commodity that's sellable. It becomes something that gets ignored. If we equalize our class structure with whatever is going on in Ohio and Indiana and Illinois in the hopes that those pullers will come and join us, guess what? They're never going to do so because they got their own pulling structures that are very close to home, much closer, pay the same purse, if not better, and we're going to rewrite our entire rule book to accommodate somebody who maybe might show up two or three times a season. Not worth our trouble. We've got a 28 class, 28 event structure. We've got to sell to people and try to create that per structure and that event and that touring sub, you know, touring season for people. We have to cater to those guys who live here, not at a minimum 80 miles from the border. Charles, you literally just took my rant away for the night because that was my exact point to the T is, you know what? It's great on on for certain classes and a certain scale to have unified rules across the board. People can travel. That's all good and dandy. But they don't do it. And it doesn't exactly. matter. Exactly. I can't, sell, I can't sell a pull on a might maybe for a guy from Ohio who's the baddest MF or whoever existed in Ohio might show up to a Michigan poll. Who gives a crap? No, and I have a real world case of this in uh, over in at Southwest Ontario, the street modified class over there. Before that, a few years before that, they tried to bring in the uh, Central Ontario truck class, and they said, you know, if, if we bring this class in, these guys from Central Ontario, they might come down and they might pull some with us. Well, it made it one year and they got rid of it because none of them came. They no, came they with won't. one or two hooks. They and won't. S- and so that's the thing is you want to complain and you want to moan about this organization that doesn't match your rules. Well, I'm sorry. That organization has a set of iron who comes to every hook. They oblige by those rules and they put a show on. That show brings people to the seats. I'm sorry your truck's not legal to run in their show. They have their own thing going on. Don't come in and throw a wrench into their system demanding that they follow your rules just so you can maybe come to one or two hooks. 
I think that is the biggest, most selfish argument going on right now, that everybody has to run this. No, no, you do not. These people have a class. They have people who follow it, who come to every hook, and they make that organization work. Don't throw a wrench in their system just for your own gain. Uh, what's your feelings on this, Jared? I'm keeping my mouth shut because I'm, I'm done. So you know, just done. <laughs> I, I've I've done this for you know, let's say 15 years now. I know you're a rookie I'm at this. I'm so. probably one of you know a handful of guys that does travel you know quite a bit. You know, I've pulled in. I can think of probably eight states off the top of my head. You know, there was quite a long time when we would, you know, go to every TTPA hook and we would go to Indiana and Ohio every weekend. And, you know, just because there wasn't the number of hooks there were, you know, locally. Um, and now that, uh, you know, there's, you know, more hooks locally that I can participate in, there's more things that I'm doing during the summer. I travel a little less now. So it, it is nice to see some of those guys that, that do travel come around and whatnot. But like you said, it's hard to build a, a basis for an organization off of, you know, maybes and, and, you know, they might come up and those sorts of things. You know, over those number of years, the, the number of guys that I have seen come out of Indiana or Ohio north of 94 is, you know, I, I could probably count them on one on, on both hands. There's, you know, every once in a while you get one, and it's not it, it's not even a money thing, I don't think. It's more of a an inconvenience thing. I wouldn't 100%. drive past a pole in my neighborhood to go to a pole in their neighborhood, even if it was a better pole, you know, because it just doesn't make any sense. Why would yeah. I do that? See, there's, you know? there's nothing I mean, wrong we've with had uh... ones that we've offered thousands of dollars of purse money for, you know, had nationally sanctioned ones here on the west side of the state, and we got three or four guys to show up. You know, it, it, it just doesn't work. You know, you have to remember we're on a peninsula here, but there's only one way in and one way out of yep. So. Yeah, and no. there's there's nothing wrong with unified rules across organizations. No. It, it's great. No, not but, at all. But yeah. you can't. It's uh, not a necessity. Exactly. You you can't it's, go in yeah, if you're from if you're from three states away. Don't complain about some organization three states away that has a different turbo rule than your class. You are three states yep. away. You are not going to be yep. a regular competitor in their organization. We're going to wrap this and don't up. Don't complain about uh, rules in a class that you don't. You know, you have no beef in. If you're a, a hardened stout work stock guy, you shouldn't care what the two six rule is. Hey, I know somebody who thinks that. like that. Never mind. I I got a hard on for a certain work stock guy who's just a complete idiot, anyways. Yeah. And I know you know who I'm talking about, Jerry. We all know who you're talking about. I'm not going to name his name because I want to have a good mood today. But you know, we're going to wrap this up with you, Jared. Thank you for coming on with us because. You know, it's this has been something that's been eating at me, and the stupidity that's come out in the past three days is getting just, just sickening. Well, and for all this to come to a head weeks before weeks the first before hook, a, week, you weeks know, before this, this could have happened yeah. in the fall when there's time to do something about it, but not now. Yeah, it definitely should have. Yes, you know. And, uh, you know, yeah, And anytime you guys want to talk about stupid stuff, go ahead and feel free to give me a call. <laughs> all right. Careful, all right. I don't know if you should have given us free reign on no. that one. Thank you, sir, for coming on Sidetrack and talking with us here tonight. Uh, we'll be catching up with you, Jared. So take care, buddy. It was nice to finally meet yep. you there. So have a good night. Yeah. All right. We're going to keep the ball moving here. I think we got a call. Uh, let's call Kentucky. I know there's a call from New York we got to get to, but... It goes in the order of the queue. I believe uh, Mr. Todd Stone wants us to give him a call on the Godfather's phone. So uh, we'll give him a call here. 
open microphone. Hi, welcome to Sidetracked. Hello. How are you today? We were told to give you guys a call. Now, now we're unhooked. You're unhooked. Can you plug the speakers into? Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> they're trying to set up. Uh, they're trying literally. To set up. Yeah. I think there's. No. And 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 corrupted them. So so you know. We've done our job. Time to go home. Well, that's good. Todd Stone told us we need to call your phone godfather, and uh, kind of curious why. Yeah, he's still right here with us. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, that's you. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, Todd, you know, Dave, Dave got, uh, and I'll, I'll post the picture uh, and make sure to tag you. And Dave got slapped around again. Uh, he made another donut joke, so, uh, you know, he wound up another donut. Oh, boy. So. Yeah. So you guys are wrapping up at the FFA uh, tailgating fest there? Over. We are done. We ha- we have accomplished uh, year number two, and uh, we sprinkled some knowledge upon these young adults. And uh, well, we don't want to discuss that much poor further children. for legal ramifications for pulling radio networks. So, in the best interest of being able to uh, able to engage in the idea of being able to uh, have plausible deniability. <laughs> Big words, yeah, you know how that goes. So, all right, guys, we're going to let you go. Mr. Ray Taluki requests us on the line, so we might be getting reprimanded. Okay. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm going to set this one up. You too, guys. Take care. So, uh, one last call as we wrap it up. About 12 minutes left for calling. And uh, this show, you're going to hear it. It's not going to be in its entirety. You know, we're going to slice and dice it up. To make it fit for tomorrow, so uh, we still got the news to get to. Yeah, I've got I'm one phone worried. call yet to make, and he, you, you got, you got. St- well, I stole your rant. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I've got another rant I can go on. Don't okay. worry about that. I'm not worried about the news today. <laughs> that wasn't rehearsed either. <laughs> that was not rehearsed. You literally took my argument word for word. All I have to say is, everybody who's got a birthday coming up, happy birthday! Did we birthday. just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, so, we, no. We, with the birthdays that are coming this week, we have to mention yes. them. Yeah. Yep. Oh yes, we do. So, yes. So let's okay, let's dial go. Up Ray. Is is it Ray? Yeah, for sure. Yes. We're we're in trouble with the principal. Yeah. You've reached five one eight eight four eight. What? What? Rude. What? Many screens. I'm unavailable. Take your call. Oh, I was going to leave him a voicemail. He's making us write sentences. Hi, this is Kitty from the Itty Bitty Titty Committee. <laughs> oh. And everybody looks at their cell phone, except I, for me. I'm, um, I am currently messaging uh, Ray Taluki, telling him to answer the phone. Well, I was going to shoot a text message into the potential caller. Well, uh, get him lined up, Carl. Oh, well, we could we could still go call Charlie back. Come on. Well, we got plenty to do. I I guess we're taking a break. He's calling back. Oh, um, okay. And it's not freaking ringing through to the computer. God damn it. Uh oh. Technical oh. difficulties, people. Please hold with us. <laughs> Try calling. I have to call him again. It wasn't. Well, wait, wait, thirty seconds. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Pause for station identification. Can we get, can we hear some uh, commercials right now? Uh, oh, oh! Just just so you know, Charles, my dad is a huge fan of Dewey Screwem and How. Is he? Yes, he yes. must be a client. Oh, he loved that. <laughs> I had uh, I had the show playing one day. I was I was wrenching on a dozer in the barn, and out of nowhere, my dad's like, "What the hell is he talking about?" <laughs> and everything got real quiet, and he listened to that commercial. He was just busting up laughing. Need to make some new ones. Of Edgar, those. we're here for all of your legal needs, whether it's creation of a trust, managing a domestic dispute, or whatever trial contracts you need negotiated. We're here on your behalf. Just rely on our friendly professional staff to give you all the best. Swamp gas bent the sun's rays and erased your mind. Stole that from Men in Black. <laughs> Our marketing team knows no bounds. They're unrestricted. Uh. All right. Down. Let's get this shit show on the road. Oh, it's been on the road. I was going to say, say, remember, we have six people watching us right now. On the roads and off the rails. Oh, this has been horrible. (sighs) No, actually, it's been spectacular. No kidding. Holy crap. You, you want to talk about something finally that's you know worth putting on the radio? About time you guys made the call. Oh really? <laughs> oh man. We figured we were in trouble with the principal. Intro. Probably are. No, no, not at all, not at all. I wanted to to go off of what your uh, your your uh, third man there sitting in the in the wings there was talking about tonight. That I had a phone call from, and and none of your listeners listen to the Northeast show, so I can go off and spat and rant. And I really <laughs> oh, you mean you mean you mean you mean the pizza you box? Like it, you can turn it off. There's an <laughs> off button. Turn it off and don't come back. Is That's he all talking about Adam's show? But anyways, show? and you can send all the hate mail to Pulling Radio Network at Gmail. Care radio if you at the full pole. And I get a call from a guy, and he goes, Well, you know, if they wanted to, the organization wanted to work with us, I can guarantee him 15 trucks. And I, I stopped, I pregnant pause as I'm driving down the road, and I want to tell the guy he was full of crap because just because he says there's 15 guys, they ain't coming. You might get two because we've all heard it before. Sat in a board oh, meeting absolutely. and watched it happen. Exactly, and then you get then you get board members of certain organizations that think they can rule the roost and do exactly what they want, but when it comes down to it, nobody wants to come, nobody wants to join, nobody wants to help, and who are they pointing the fingers at? They're pointing the fingers back at the members. Well, guess what? The members have to go and speak up too. No, it's, it's a two-way street. I agree completely because. Uh... Well, I'm not part of TTPA, but I guess what I've heard is is only some of the members ever actually show up to vote on the rules and stuff, and uh, you know. Right. So then you got to throw it on the drivers. It's it's your obligation yep. to be part of the organization. You are the hand that creates yep. the rules. Right, but you got to also look at it this way: the day of technology, the five of us, including Nick in the room, who doesn't say much, are, are <laughs> on point. Uh, all via computer, via wire, via you know New York to Michigan. When you guys play this back out, it goes across the world. Right. It's not hard to video or type up and keep a live chat going during a meeting. Not everybody can make the meetings. We all know how that is. Not everybody's listening to the live show. Not everybody can can listen on a Thursday night. They'll go back listen to the podcast. 
Ray, we, we want as much information as we can, but we don't want to give the information out or try to step above and beyond what the technology is and try to bring that back to the, the membership, especially right now. Now is a time where everybody's busy. Okay, fall time, everybody's busy. Winter time, some of us are busy because some plow, some have family obligations. So I don't understand why boards will not step, or organizations for that matter, whether it's a meeting or an event, that will not and, and choose not to come into the 21st century to be able to give and help make the pull, you know, help the pullers be better pullers and keep them more informed. You're you actually you 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 came up with something I hadn't considered, and you're right in my wheelhouse now. I feel I feel a future rant coming on. Thank you, Ray. I'm, I'm right there with you, you on that. You should. No, yeah, Ray. Ray, I agree. I uh, there is a there is an organization out here that I know a bunch of pullers, and we're all like minded. But the organization, the the head of the organization, the ones that sit at the top, are so stuck in the 19th century. They think it's the 70s of the heyday of the TNT days that just because they're getting uh, large organization money because they're a sanctioned body, that everybody's going to keep come pulling. Well, guess what? The same pullers keep winning the same titles, and people are getting bored with it. And that's why they're lo- they're losing spectators at their county fairs. And then I'm going to get into that in a second. Well, I, I want to go back to your point about uh, bringing technology into it, and uh, and I agree completely with that. And that uh, it's simple steps to reach out as an organization to your your members. I mean, they are the lifeblood. The fans in the seat are what pay for for that organization to exist. But you have no organization without drivers, and it's simple steps, simple steps, just to reach out and and include your drivers. I mean, you, not everybody can show up to a meeting, but how hard is it to say? Make make a phone call or have a live stream of the meeting online. And you know what? I got a point to put to that, Ray, as you were talking about people living in the 70s. I'm a member of a local farm museum out here in Michigan, and I'm on the bylaws committee there. And literally two, three years ago, we sat down to review the bylaws and how they have to communicate for an emergency meeting. Literally... Right. Telegram and in Western Union, Western Union Telegram was one of the things that was on there that still, you know, that was a, you know, one of the means of uh, communication to uh, get the word out for an emergency meeting. And I'm going, really? Uh, They hadn't touched the bylaws in 30 damn years. And it's like, no, you got to. You're exactly right. And they go, well, let's mail out newsletters. Well, because some of the members don't have email. Well, that's fine. But if we're always going to cater to the people who are 20 years behind, we're never going to advance as a group. No, exactly. And, you know, I hear this all the time. Well, they don't have Facebook or they don't have email or they don't have the Internet. Bullshit. You, everybody, 95% of the people, whether they check it or not, everybody's got a cell phone, but 99% of the people get a text. You can send out a mass text. It's not hard to do. It's the little things that we, we impede ourselves and impede the growth of the organizations. And that's why so many little organizations come up. They begin to blossom. They get one or two leaves on them. And then it's the bickering inside because I'm going to go back to where you guys were going about the rules. You get the stock guys bitching about and crying about the rules in a 2-5 class, and they got no right, no reason to be complaining about it. 
They have no place. They're no. They're not part of it. No, absolutely, you're right there. So have you nope. been listening? That's what happens. Well, See? actually, but hold on a sec, because oh, oh. I've got big I, words. Has something I, to say. I do, I do, because the, where we get all those guys, you know, well, they they don't have a place in it, so they got no right to bitch. So where does somebody like me come in, where I witness? A thousand or fifteen hooks every summer, and have seen some things over fifteen years, and maybe actually has an idea what can drive the sport forward, even though I don't have skin in the game. Wow. Where, where does somebody like me fit in? And I'm I'm, well, I'm and, putting and that what, out there. And, and well, and in, in, in some organizations, you have to you you have, you can be a member that has voting rights, and in some organizations you can be what's called a quote unquote associate member. Associate member can show gets all the rights except gets all the rights as a regular member, but he cannot vote. Prices are different, and a voting member is usually a puller. And that that would be how I would see it. You know, I mean, but if you're going to go and talk about rules, most all members in some organizations can talk about general rules and safety rules, but they have no they have no conflicting argument or conversation in regards to. A, a class diesel guys can't go and complain and sit in on the rules meeting for gas, vice versa. Tractors, truck guys stay with truck guys. And I love the rant earlier, Andrew, about truck guys or winders. I agree a hundred percent. That's all you hear. They're yep. like a bunch of high school girls they when they get together. Oh no, don't, don't do that to high school and, and girls. It doesn't matter what it is. And especially <laughs> this year now with this new change in a two, five, two, six, and it's a whole other tangent we can get on. They're getting worse and worse. But where you're going, Charles, is that <laughs> sometimes you do have to, you have to answer or part you have to allow that person to give the, the advice and the answers that they have even though they may not be a puller. You may not bring nothing to the sport or bring or bring nothing to the, the sport of competition on the track, but, boy, you can bring a lot of information to an organization because of what you're involved in. You know what hurts that is the pullers that go and say, well, just because you're, you're an announcer and you come from other organizations, what are you going to do for me? Well, I, yeah, I'd we like to add that earlier this week on yesterday on a post. What do you do? Well, well I'd, we I'd like to... Every truck make a pass two, three days a week. I'd like to add a little caveat there to Charles' uh, uh, statement about how, uh, you know, you, you you can't go on there and you can't bitch about 2-5. You never have, Charles. You, you are nothing but an outstanding, respectable person. When you have made these comments, you're making them in a very polite and, and appropriate fashion. You are saying, here's my opinion. You're not going on there and you're not going... Michigan's full of pussies. They can't make any horsepower. About and that's kind of that's kind you of the difference. You that's, that was a real comment. Guy make a comment. That was a real comment. Charles, a complete idiot. We're not. Which we're, we know we're, just we're by vocabulary is not. We're not going to say what Facebook group this is because I don't want to go there. I don't. Right. Want to have there's to no it. need right. for it. That no. that forum needs right. to be involved with pullers only. There's no need for that to blow up right. and go public. But in, it, where it started from, and this whole discussion that really exploded into t- this week's show, is a guy who is, full disclosure, he's been an assistant host on this show. He's a puller in that class, building a truck to come out for 2.5. He comes out and says, look, guys, this is the rule we, not you, but we, as a group, passed for our sanctioning body for this summer and you elected me as your tech rep. 
here's how I interpret this rule. And by the way, my charger's not legal. What should we do? And it wind up turning into this god awful shit show about work stock and hey, you're a keyboard puller and all this bullshit, but no actual resolution to the question of hey, I'm your I'm your tech guy, and by the way, my own junk is illegal. What are we going to do now? Right, Right. and and at least he stood up to the plate, you know, right now instead of the day before or the day of the event and find themselves in a pickle that, okay, even the tech guy has got, has got a skeleton. You know what I mean? At least he's coming forward. But if everybody's going to go and just and belittle the guy and beat him down and, and say this and, and just do the name-calling, how is that, how is one, how is that solving the problem? Two, how does it look for everybody else in the organization or the outside looking in how does that reflect on that organization? And I've seen that here, and it just seems like there's one organization that I'm, I'm discussing without here that's all it gets, is that they all beat themselves down. But yet, when it come, push comes to shove and they're at a track together, they all do the opposite. It, they're all about each other. They're all, oh, we're going to do this, and thanks, buddy, thanks, pal. And, you know, but when they're on Facebook, they're at each other, you know, again, just, you know, tooth and nail the whole way. But when they're at a track, they're, they're sweet as pie to each other. Again, they're like a bunch of high school girls. And that and, may be the case. But... Take away from high school girls that are listening to the show. And I know there's probably a few, Andrew. But yes. just, you know what I mean? It just <laughs> That's how they all act. But this goes back to our week number one rant about social media responsibility. And we've touched on it in subsequent right. weeks about not just as a promoter, but as a puller, look, you go out there and you just let your thumbs go and fly, Yep, you're going to look like an idiot. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I got to read you what's written on my Facebook night now. Bibbs just messaged me. Oh, all hail William Giberson. And he posted, you're always going to have someone bitching and want to change the rules for them. It's like, suck it up, buttercup, get up to speed with the rest of us or stay home. That guy's been around pulling longer than anybody that was bitching on that That's Facebook right. post has That's been right. alive. Bibbs, I yep. still want to know about your driving style on a modified off the line. <laughs> right. I've got, I've watched well, the video, I, mean, I have my ideas. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Bibbs, and again, you talk about somebody like Bibbs that has been, again, has been around and he's seen it all. And there is a guy through all the BS. That has, he has withstood the test of time, and he's still here. You know why? Yeah. Because it's in his heart of hearts that he loves the sport. The ones that walk away and they die off after they bitch and complain when daddy's wallet's empty, well, those are the ones you never wanted in the sport anyways. I love you, you for that comment. You know what? Thank you, Ray. I, I'm going to quote one of my you, favorite and movies. You and, and you guys know where I'm coming with this. Oh, and, for and, sure. And, 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 and there was guys out here in the East Coast. We're talking about UCC, and all of us were having the, the business meeting conversation on PRN, on our, on our messenger, about uh, the, ultimate, the ultimate showdown out in Utah, how poor the pull was. That is supposed to be the cream of the crop, the best bolt builders in the world. There are work stock daily drivers that haul 34-foot goosenecks in New York that outpull every one of them all day of the week. 
Well, we're going to that sucked. We're going to have we're going to have the counter opinion next week because we're going to have one of the competitors yeah. who is going to talk to us about how to take an eight second drag truck and try to turn it into a puller. Yeah, I was going to my you two cents there is how yeah. Do you do that? How You're right. Do you it's, do that? We don't, we're going to find out. We don't know either. That's why we're going to have this guy on the show. He's it's, he's a local yeah. builder and he went out there and tried it and he's going to talk to us about how it went how it came together. I mean, that's a bit of a no man's lane. You're talking about a truck set up to be as light as possible and as fast as possible right. and now you're going to say, "Hey, put that power to the ground yeah. on 300 feet." And uh I mean, I'm sure like, that's not something easy to do, right. especially something you're you only going to do, do one time hours. a year. You got to do it in 24 hours. You got two days out there to do this competition. Well, right, but a lot, a lot of those. I, I mean, as much as, and I know who they're talking about, and he has plenty of track time um, as far as yeah. pulling goes, He's but never, in, uh, but track. never in that truck. That truck had never no, seen a dirt track before. Never so, never. I mean, how do you set that up? That's a whole new beast. I guarantee, right. I guarantee you, the vast right. majority of those but, trucks had never seen dirt. I agree. But you know what? I'll guarantee never. Never. what went on out at UCC. The guy we're talking about, and you know what? You guys got to tune in because normally I'm the one who gives spoilers because I love spoilers. But you got to tune in and listen. I'm willing to guarantee he's the only one who took at least one sled puller with him to do the setup on that truck. I yeah. already know who that was. Well, yeah. I mean, think about that. I mean, would no? That's like that's like you you know what you're up against. I mean, wouldn't you bring find go and find somebody that's a champion sled puller, that's a grand national guy? Say, I'm gonna go and pick, you know, I'm gonna go pick call up Shane Kellogg and say, Shane, I'm going out, I'm going out to this. I, I need you for four days. Bring your knowledge, bring whatever you need. You have to set my truck up. I have to win. I now, gotta wouldn't say. you do that? If yeah. you're the best of the best, if you're one of these builders, wouldn't have you said, All right, I'm gonna shove money into all of this that Wow. That could be the make or break is the sled pull. That could Ab- be the make or break. Absolutely. Just like if I was going to a dairy cow judging competition, I'd take Jason Schultz with me. I mean, there's <laughs> there's some stuff you just do in life. You know, the experts. He knows a good set of dirty milkers, I tell you. <laughs> I gotta say, coming coming out of coming out of UCC though, uh this past week, this is something that made my head explode. Levon Miller with the firepunk truck what he did oh a week God. later or two weeks later on a dynamometer oh yeah we got to crack beers to this he put down a torque horsepower number not that exciting he put a torque down number on nitrous on a dyno in excess of four thousand pound feet out of a cummins i've seen dyno curves for a mod three charger super stock diesel truck that the horsepower number just blows it away on the super stock diesel but a torque number not even close well, hold on oh, here I, God. I wanted That's to touch incredible. on that because if if these if these guys are the the cream of the crop and the biggest of the biggest do they not have a hand in some of these super mod diesel pickups i would say in the case of levon miller no no but the other guys right. do right some some of them have their hands in building some of these super mod trucks. No. No. No, none of them do? No. Okay. No. Hazley's didn't have a truck out there. Right. Fleece, yeah, kind yeah, yeah they did. Has, they did. By extension. Florida. By extension. Right. TS? No. 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 Who else you got left for? D&J by extension? No. No. Waggler by extension? No. No. So the pulling forefront in... 
was completely out of DCC. Was not even there. Right. Which boggles my mind. So basically. How do you leave right. that facet, which take your little eight-second drag truck, Woodruff, show no. Woodruff, Woodruff's no. Shides, no. That is a pretty no. interesting fact that you, in the, the ultimate call-out challenge, they left out an entire tier of diesel sports. The guys who are making the biggest horsepower numbers right now in a truck are the guys with the super stock diesel four-wheel drive pickups. They're making horsepower. And not a single they were, one right, of them were represented. Completely left explain out of the Explain that sport. to me. Explain that to me. I'll explain it to you perfectly. They're pulling related. They don't give a Right, they don't, exactly. they, they don't care. That, that, that they don't totally care. Different. They're not. That, that they're world, not dino, dino world. racing world. Again, that dining race racing world is kind of like drift racing compared to compared to NASCAR. Right. It the is. It is. Each other it is kind of funny when the dino world and, and and everybody's uh everybody seems to be losing their mind over these numbers when dino the polling, sheets don't go down a track. Well, that's what I'm Point saying, line. right? The, the dino yeah, sheets don't go these, down a track. These, competitive dino trucks and they're making these numbers and everyone's losing their mind and it's like you know that's been done in a diesel pulling truck years ago that's you know nothing what? new well except that except that what levon yeah, miller and the firepunk truck did but, with the torque but, number but, this week but, but again isn't, the hasn't yeah, been done. that is new what, what good is a, what good is that truck sitting on that dyno making them out them outlandish numbers uh, I, I can see a drag truck going down the track a full body you know, three-quarter ton, half-ton truck going down and running, you know, ten, ten, tens all day long. All right, that's incredible. That's impressive. You, you've, you've proven your point. Putting that truck on there and allowing that motor to do all the work through the transmission and through the rear end and not grenading, all right, big deal. We, 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 like you said, Charles, you have rotary motors and multi-gas with, with, uh, with, with triple, quad, you know, quads. We have, we have diesels with quad turbos that do that and have been doing that since the 70s. On all fuel. On all what, fuel. What good is that to me? That is, that, that is not impressive. All right, it's cool looking. I think the all factor. All right, it's cool. The all factor to me on that would be that that is essentially starting with something I could buy and drive on the road. I mean, We're I get at that point, cool. at that point it is far beyond anything you're driving down the road. But to think it started from a truck I could go buy from a dealership, that's kind it's of the... It's at least uh, a block design. Yeah, they're you're right. down to That's build kind of the cool point of it. But I, if ultimately... Yeah, but look at some of them drag trucks. Look at the drag trucks of somebody's pulling trucks. Again, back to the 2.5 winding class or the 2.6 winder class, they can still take that truck, and if they wanted to, take the duels and the, and the quads off and still run the truck up and down the road. It's going to yeah. be a rough ride, and it's going right. to be pretty, well, pretty pricey, but the truck will go up and down the highway. Well, well if you're going to boo-hoo, if you're going to boo-hoo dino guys for being, for being a useless truck, I, at, at that point, why do we do any motorsport? I well, mean, you, blows, you, do, you do a motorsport because you're chasing let's dream. Let's big words get... Get his point. What blows, what blows my I mind? I see that. Where did that come from, Andrew? I thought he was on my side 30 seconds ago. No, I, 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 Ray, I really like you, but it's I mean, all uh, love and war. I'm, I'm a lover. I'm a lover of all motorsports. I don't care for the dino guys. I, I mean, I'm kind of on your side there, and that it, it is. I mean, here's a big number I'm making out of this engine. Cool. I'd like to see right. it put down and right. and do something with it. But you can't, right. you can't boohoo their. Th- sport because then you're booing no, all no, sports. I agree that, and, and, and I do agree to that but again if you're going to bring the best of the best and say okay we're going to dyno we're going to drag and we're going to pull just like you guys said you said five of the biggest makers the five of the biggest mover and shakers when it comes to either bowling green in, in the truck division anywhere's in the in the grand national division or louisville 
were not invited, not involved, or not even even probably not even thought of. No, it was all the, the Dino and drag queens. It was, it was, and I, you know what? How awesome would that be to see some of them super mod diesel trucks be invited and to put them out of their element and see what they can do on a quarter mile. There they you can't. go. That's what I like. That would be. Let's, let's let's go. There you go. Let's and and you want to talk what, about what ratings? Can, what can Hainsley and Shides and them guys come up with? They can Well, I mean, they had a truck there, like you said. Yeah, but, but you, what can you, they do when it comes to going the quarter mile or putting up some dyno numbers? We but, know they're pretty stout. Ultimately, you know Charles, you had, you had a point track, you wanted to hit here. I want going down the asphalt. Let me say one thing real quick. And, and you've been saying one thing real. I quick. got my last thing. And just oh, how wow. cool! Let's write okay. this down. Write how cool down. would it be to cross that sport over? So now you're bringing everybody from the Dino Drag World, and now you're bringing these pulling people who who like these pulling trucks, and they're going to say, "Hey, I'm going to pay attention to the drag races for once." I, I got a point right. for that, but, but right, that's my last point. Well, it won't work. It won't work for for one simple reason: that the pulling trucks, the optimized pulling trucks, are running Hazley, Shide, whoever it is. They're running these Barker style pipe racks that are totally optimized for pulling in terms of a chassis setup. And even beyond right, that, yes. even beyond that, what made what LeVon Miller did with the Firepunk truck did on the dyno. Yeah, he did it on nitrous spray, but he was doing it with three chargers and two pressure stages, same as the mod super, you know, the mod diesel trucks are doing in the pulling world. But he was doing that on deck plated stock block application yes. whereas the mod right. diesel puller guys are running billet blocks billet heads they're moving to massive amounts of airflow where the torque number is not there by choice they're running huge horsepower right. numbers because they know they have that small tire they and if they're running the, the huge speed. torque number they're just going to burn the tire off even worse than right. they already right. are so to take a pulling truck yep. and go drag racing is a, a leap too far in my mind to go the other way not only that i mean you look at these right. chassis out there they're welded rear ends they got a limited travel front end on it you cannot get that to hook to a drag track, I don't care how big a Mickey Thompson's you slap on the. You'd never get it to do because you can't get it to do anything. You'd never get it to because the 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 weight bias front to rear is so exactly. out of whack. It's, it's designed oh, to have that weight box on there. It will never come back down. No, yeah, it's it's not it's it's ninety five percent front axle, five percent rear, and you're relying on that drawbar to pull your rear axle down. Drag oh, truck, yeah. it'd never work. You know, my my right, thing is, I wanted to say spin. was. You know, we talk, everybody asks me, why are you into tractor pull? Why aren't you into mud bogs, drag race, and things like that? Is, to me, you look at the sport of truck and tractor pulling, it is usable horsepower and torque. You are actually accomplishing a goal. Speed, that's fine. Anybody can go fast. But to be able to harness horsepower, put it to the ground, and actually utilize it in some sort of fashion is impressive to me. That's the whole origin mm -hmm. of, tra of tractor pulling. And right. that's right. What, one, one thing I really don't understand are these dino drag guys, not the dino drag racers that go out and run this quarter mile. No, these guys that do the traveling circuit of dinos. That's... Really? Because I'm a dino manipulator. <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ, does yes. your sister suck you off in the back room, too? Now, it to just me, that's doesn't all just, make sense. That's all just shop promotion. <laughs> This shop is back in this truck, and they're making the most horse, and that's that's, that's all just fine. shop promotion. How are you going to use it? If you make that's seven thousand horse consumer, how are you going to put it to the ground? Well, that's up to the consumer. I'll argue that my three hundred seventy-five horse seven point three sitting on the driveway right now will pull everything I need to pull it to. 
Yeah. I got a, I got a 6.5 turbo diesel. And yeah. it's pretty awesome because it blows black smoke and it goes. Broom. You can't be on sidetrack <laughs> unless you got yourself a vintage truck. First gen diesels. And oh, I'm yeah. and based on Michigan plating rules, his is, I think, already legal and mine is about two years away. Um, no, what are the vintage 20, 20 or 25? 25. 25. So you got what two years to go and I got about. Mine's a 98. So no, I got more. Oh, than that. I got a 98 too. So all right. No, mine's an old so, one. Ray, I, I guess you've been listening to live feed. I apologize for drunken intoxicatedness. And no, you this, guys are doing a great job. You guys have done a great this job. This is going to get chopped up. I wanted to put my two cents into that and, and let you know how I felt about some stuff. This is going to get chopped up into two episodes of Sidetracked. We're still going to can it and make sure you guys have it for tomorrow night. We got to stock but up. I mean, we got to stock up for some Wednesday nights when we're out actually yeah. pulling. But I mean, how? What do you well, think yeah, so you far? To, you got to. What do you think so far? I mean, we've had a lot of local guys on, but I mean, we had Bibbs on here. We had Austin Boyer, and we had Brian Connor. Oh, did you? And we're yes. not. Do- we're not done with the NTPA oh, show. Shit. We're not yes. done. We're not yes. done with our NTPA yes. pullers. They called in us. Awesome. They no, called in awesome. us, Ray. <laughs> we, we've got. We've got one more NTPA no, guy to I go. Don't know why. I don't know why. Well, neither do we. We them. Neither do we. <laughs> Actually, come to think of it, I have an NTPA guy I could call up to. some favors because he was doing a live show. It was nothing to do with Eric. That's the best part. <laughs> we've, got, we've, we've got at least one more NTPA guy we can call before we leave. So Good. Good. No, that's good. Good job. Well, hopefully we don't get Hold fired on. after this episode. So. All right. Holy <laughs> no, crap. Are, I just don't want you to leave. I'm just worried you I'm just worried you guys are gonna leave me. That's that's my problem. I don't care. I ain't gonna fire you. Well, you know, I could use a foot massage. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that one up to you. <laughs> Oh my god! I'll send a little Asian person in a box. Kidnap one from a casino in Detroit. You know, it'd probably be easier just to go on Detroit Craigslist and find one for him and pay them via PayPal. There you go. Oh, that, they take PayPal. Yeah. There's another thing that organizations should be doing. They should be taking PayPal. Yes. I agree. I agree. We live in the 21st sort of, century. There's no reason pulling can't jump into call, it. Card reader. No, and, you know, and, with a smartphone. And, and like I said, the one the, the one organization out here that I was getting is NYTPA, and they just they are so and and that's why I'm talking with Steve Kenyon because he goes around. That was what the, brought up the conversation about the live stream today was chasing Steve Kenyon because he goes after ESP and NYTPA. I'm like. Well, if he's doing it, I can set him up and let him send the live stream. I don't have to run out and do it. And, you know, I don't know. Dave must have had a bug in his ass today because he's never uh, attacked me like that about that project because him and Eric were on board to that project two months ago. Well, let's, let's, so, keep, I don't know. let's keep the business dealings off of Yeah, let's uh, keep that inside. We would, Ray. So, yeah, yeah, cut that out. But like I said, we, you know, we'll, we'll uh, cut that out. It is but what yeah. it is. You guys yeah. done a great job. I'm glad you guys did the call-in show. Now we just got to get Master Nick over there to uh, let you guys do a live show. Well, uh, we, uh, we, yeah, we, I guess we could do that. Uh, <laughs> hey, we got Come some on, news for you. Hard. You get to meet us, Langford, New York. Or Little Valley, take your pick. We're going to be over there spectating. Oh, looks like our line dropped. 
Ray, you there? Hello? Uh... What happened? The actual call dropped? Or? Yeah. Call him back. Let's finish that off. Uh. Noise. Uh. Come on, keep up. I'm out. What? I've been doing them silently off mic because Ray the? was on the phone. I don't want to burp over Ray to Lukey. That'd be rude. Oh God. I'm so sorry. As soon as he answers right now, I'll again. just burp. You fucking better. There you go. Now I was there we go. You fell in a hole, damn it. There you go. Fell in the hole. That's right. Ran uh, one of the golf course holes here. But uh, no, it'll probably be Langford from the sounds of it. We're going to try to meet up with Adam that uh, that weekend and uh, get out with him and go from there. So. Because we're going to be coming over spectating. We got some guys from the Light Limited Tour that's asked us to be on. And or at least you're not, bringing, you're, you're not dragging big words with you, are you? Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna be there too. Oh yeah, get out! Yeah, oh, my God. Sidetracks are these. They're gonna let so. you out of Michigan. We're going via Ontario, so we're gonna bring some moose with us. Oh, oh, it's only about oh, four or five hour drive. <laughs> how's she going, eh? How's she oh, going, eh? Hey, how are you? Good to good to see you. Safe travels wait, through hockey land. Wait, do they have Timmy Tim Hortons in New York? They better. They're 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 yes. spotty. They're probably out west. We don't have any in the east. But oh, get you're some missing of them. Oh, God, yes, out. you do. God I've have been some one. Them. God have some of them. Timmy Ho's double double, eh? Double double. Have you so, seen my skates? No, no. I don't even think there used to be a Tim Hortons locally. There's not. That's gone. Well, I'll take off you hoser. I don't even know if there is one on the east anymore. So, all right, Ray. We got one more call to make, sir. We will talk to you Lock later. Roll, hey, I think this is a record. Other than a special show, nice job. We've had we've been side we've, we've been, had four different hosts off a of pulling radio network. On we've been that. hijacked by four different, so That's the good. fun continues. That's good. Keep it up. All right, Thanks, we'll talk to you later, Ray. Take it easy, Ray. Goodbye. All right, we got one more NTPA puller. We got a call. If he answers, if he answers, Charlie, I know you're listening. Answer Charlie. your phone. Answer your phone. We got to keep it to, quick. Do I have to text you? Should I try calling yes. my Uncle Steve? Was yes. It, was it the 616 number? 650, yes. Never mind. Whatever. Two NTPA pullers we might be able to get. Yeah, let's see here. But let's get... let's get. You guys, we're running out of daylight, too. We first. were supposed to be done. This is... Carl, let's save that one for a special As, interview. Yeah, depending on who we're calling, too. It, we could can it. On our same... We could can it. But we're also calling people at 9.30 at night if they're in our time zone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, oh, trust they're me. in our time zone. I say, trust me, this is fine. Fam- yes. This is family in his yeah, case. This is this is blood. Send send me the number, I'll call him. Wow. I'm going to shoot him a text. And- oh, perfect. Let's get, let's get Steve. Let's, the, get, uh, let's get Charlie. Let's get Charlie and we'll leave, uh, You know what, Carl? We'll have you back for another episode, and we'll bring uh, that guy on. Okay. And we, we'll talk what it's like to get in late in life into NTP, or later in life into the sport of pulling. So, Sounds good to me. Hey, that's an episode. Wow. See how this happens here on Sidetrack. So. Executive Let's decisions dial happen here up that first number message. that tried calling us and we didn't get to them because I guess we were just jerks. and We still got news to do and I got to go home. I, yeah, we, we got to function tomorrow. Actually, we I don't have talk. news. It's just birthdays. I could talk a little bit about what's going on with uh, with that particular tractor right there, but uh, I don't think it's my place to 
Tell well, no, hold on. We do rumors and innuendo around here. Nah. News, you're in the seat. Uh-uh. I will weld your ass to that chair. <laughs> you can weld my ass all you want. I ain't giving have it fun going right. to work. Have fun yeah. going to work tomorrow. I'll take the chair I, with me. I know your dad. Have fun with that. Yeah. All right, guys. Just, let's keep it going. Yeah. I, I can't be the straight guy all the time. Why do I have to be the bad guy? So? You're never the straight guy. What the hell are you? You're the one who about? wants to touch uh, the Godfather in inappropriate ways. Yeah. So. I never said that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. I don't remember that. I had too much to drink. Let's go back three hours. It Bibbs was there. is listening live, and man, is he giving me an education <laughs> on stuff. Hey, Bibbs. I slammed my laptop <laughs> shut a long time ago. Yeah, well, you should have kept it up. I'll catch up. Oh, you hey. awake still? How's she pulling, eh? <laughs> How's she going, eh? Oh, she going, you know. We don't know if it's a moose or a deer, but we're we're still going. So you're back on sidetrack. We got Charlie Capozo on the line. Last call for the night, and I don't. I'm sure you've been listening to the debacle, but it's been uh, interesting oh. to say the least. I have a follow along on YouTube. It's pretty impressive. I feel kind of small. <laughs> nah. Well, you 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 sat on Carl's chair, so you should yeah. know what it's all about. You've been here before. <laughs> yeah, one time. <laughs> we'll have you back. You ain't going to be just a one-time... You're not oh, a one-trick no, pony. No. no. One-trick pony. <laughs> no. No, you won't be. We'll have you back. So what's up? some great guests tonight. Oh, oh my gosh. Did we oh ever. Oh, my gosh. It's been... There's only one guy who amazing. deserves the credit and the blame. <laughs> Very impressive. That, that credit does not belong to us. That's one guy who won't take the credit. So, what's going on with Cruel Intentions this year? Oh, nothing much. Same old shit, you know. <laughs> Am I going to see you guys uh, over in Hockeyland a few times? Yeah, probably. All right. It's always we'll nice to see you guys over there. over there. Getting ready to break it out of the trailer again here pretty quick. Right? I hope, it, I hope it's Have ready to go on June 3rd. in the past three months. Yeah, I hope so, too. We'll see. <laughs> I don't, my truck's still sitting up in there. My truck's still sitting, waiting to go. <laughs> Hasn't been touched since last year. It only year. needs an axle, so what, I mean, what's that you know, if, if you got, if, you know, if you guys are really unsure about how Cruel Intentions is going to run, and you want to take it out behind the shop, and you need somebody to hold the kill switch cable behind it while you just launch it across the backyard, I'll be right there holding that cable. I'll do it. <laughs> and I'll be right there to videotape it. I think we got another live quick. feed. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think if you guys... I mean, just, just in case, you know, you never know. You might stick a plunger, and I just want to make sure that you guys are okay. Hey, if you guys can come up with a sled, I can give you a, I can give you a venue for some test hooks. Oh, yeah, we're at? Um, Burville. Just up the road. Come on. <laughs> just Burville? a short hike. You got a sled there? But I'm saying if we can come up with a sled, we'll make some test hooks. I'd love to get some test I'm hooks sure on my truck. A, I'm sure A and B and trucking will give us a train we can hook on to. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll sit there on the side of the track with an excavator dumping dirt in it as it goes. Where's that old Armada sled at? Does Gary Spencer still have that? That's, yes, he uh, yes, he does. Yes, he does. Is that the one at Wolcott Mills? No, no, it's no longer. No, oh, it moved. Yes. It's down down off Marine, Marine City, City Highway. Highway right? oh. Yes. Yeah. Breaking news to me. Old time sake. Yeah, fresh, only like two years last ago. Time, so. Last time I saw it, it had a fresh coat of red paint, but it still had to be wired. Uh, last time I saw it, it, we had it out and running it last year. Okay. We've got a little bit of so issues it's, with it's it. There. So. so what do you think, Charlie? You've been on the show. 
Have we gone through an exorbitant amount of alcohol really tonight or what? Well, <laughs> <laughs> hold on here. We got two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. That we're somewhere, somewhere near twenty. Actually, I need yep. one. Some uh, some really good interviews tonight, Brian Connor. That's pretty impressive. I got to tell you that that the credit for all that really goes to one person, and I know he won't take it. And we've we've. We've 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 attributed the credit to Andy Gerbach, but it really starts with him. He's the guy who set us up with Austin Buyer um, and uh, uh, Brian Connor and Bibbs Giberson. Just thanks, Andy. God, you, you thank you so much. Thank I really you. just can't tell you enough. I mean, if people are watching the that's live not it's feed, not us. We didn't do that. We no, really no, didn't. Absolutely not. We it's were blown him. away. If people are watching the live feed during the Bibbs interview. I literally sat back and just listened because, I mean, I don't know how you feel on it, Charlie, but I have a feeling you had been in the same boat. It's just one of those you just got to sit back and listen, you know. That's one of those things, I think, where if we would have got far enough into the Heroes and Legends things, we'd eventually would have got up to oh, Tim Engler okay. and uh, Brian Connor, you know, Brian Connor and Ernie Connors and you know, it yeah. would have uh, would escalated into those guys, but um, Danny Dean, Rob Russell, a, all them guys, the names would have just yeah. Flowed. Oh wow, yeah, it was, uh, pretty pretty cool. You guys had them on tonight, and then uh, I was sitting here with uh, Tom, the guy that works for us on the on the patio back here, and uh, explained to him how who all these guys were, and it was a pretty surreal experience, you know. Even Carl, I'm not going to take it in the wing from you, buddy, but we, we took a moment back no. out on the patio, and we were just like... We explained the two, who Brian the, the two were. The two of us are beside ourselves like, I need a minute. I just got to go walk off in the grass. Give me a second. He's like, who are these guys? Nah. I was like, holy gonna, crap. Was you know, gonna, uh... Yeah, I was I, gonna say Carl probably wasn't even alive when those guys were around. <laughs> and you're you're 100 right there, Charlie. And uh, and I and I got no shame in saying it that to me, my polling world growing up was small. To me, the Armada Fair was that was it. I mean, the Armada Fair was the biggest poll around. I didn't even know about national polling until uh, until my he late lived teens. A sheltered life. I did live a sheltered. I lived on a farm. <laughs> so, so did I. <laughs> but uh, but uh, so if you guys sit back and think, could you think of two bigger legends than uh, you know? No. I mean, Gibbs. I mean, no. associated directly with uh, with Tim Engler and then you know Bad Medicine. I mean, how much uh, how much more well, legendary that's, can that's, you get than those two? That's a com- that's you know? a conversation that, that Drew and I had. We took one one of the breaks we took. We went back out there and we're you know we're just like you know holy crap! Do you believe this? What's next? We're going to walk back in the studio and the phone's going to ring and it's going to be Esden Lane, Ralph Banter, or Terry Blackporn, and I'm not going to know what the hell to even say. You sit there and stutter. Yeah. No, we'll see. That's where... Uh, that that's... was me with Bibbs, and when Brian Connor finally called, I go, you know what, I better open my mouth and at least say something so I look like well, I'm I guess doing something on the YouTube think, live feed. Think... Thank God, Bibbs and his and his son are off into the the stock car stuff. Where at least I can carry a conversation and elucidate some sort of a cogent thought. Otherwise, I was gonna just be like, "Uh, thank you for calling." <laughs> well, thank God for me and my ignorance. Because you know what the cool thing me, they is, were normal those, guys. How down to earth those guys are, and it just kind of oh you know, God, I mean they board, just. Really. They sure are. Well, same same as you too. I mean, just every single one of you guys, and and that's why I'm that's why I'm so involved in this sport. It's not 
we set the microphone down, the show's over, and we come out in the pit area and we talk to all you guys, oh. and it's you're all just the same as we are. It, everybody's you know human. Charles, you just brought up a great point, is we've known Nick, Tony, and you too, Charlie, for yeah. as long as I've been involved with pulling, and as long as you've been involved, yeah, you know, other than as a spectator, we don't realize the guy we got on the phone right now is a top 10 points finalist. Yeah. In the Grand National NTPA yeah. circuit. You guys went there and did it, man. You live the dream that every single one of us aspires to, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't mean this to sound derogatory because it's not how I mean it. You're a guy from down the street that I've known, We've from known the, forever. I've known you for 20 years. I've loaded their pulling, trucks in my sandpit. Yeah. <laughs> pulling, the, <laughs> pulling the four John Deere two cylinders for how long? Two of them without starters, two of them with. And the ones without starters were loaded on first, so that way the two with starters could pull start them as they came <laughs> off the trailer. Yeah. You know, for how many years you guys did that, Charlie? The funny thing is, it's still the same. <laughs> yeah. Ain't it nothing is. changed. It is. Whatever it was, I don't know, it was eight, ten, eight or ten years ago, I pulled your dad's 70, and we were up at Minden City, and the thing wouldn't start, and I had to get a pull start from it. And I remember the funniest part, the funniest part about pulling it was I made my run down the track, and I knew I had no starter, and I had to dump 200 pounds at the scale. And I went back to the scale with the tractor, stopped, left it running, came off the seat, and I grabbed the grabbed the weights, and I'm looking at Sue, who is the, you know, Sue Storm, who runs our scale. Oh, God, and so. the face she made, she's like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, I got, off a tra- I got off a tractor while I was running. I knew I was going to get yelled at. And just I looked, and she had seen me get the pole start, so she knew. She knew. And just the face she made was like this this combination of disapproving smile. <laughs> she knew. She, she knew. She knew my predicament. I couldn't do anything about it. I just want. I just like my back here. I want to grab these weights. I'm not carrying them all the way to the hauler. I'm not doing it. Forget it. Not, I don't care what shape you think I'm in. That's why I'm doing it. And she just gave me this this just disapproving mom smile. And thank you, Sue. I just I'll never forget that. <laughs> She just, you got to realize she just feels sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Here I am. I called you guys because I figured nobody would call you, you know. <laughs> oh, great. We had a pity ne- call. Ne- neither, neither did we. No Holy kidding. crap. Call this, I didn't think those tiny little checks we sent out were going to do anything. <laughs> Call this night a win because we thought it would be an empty line night, and here it's just been ringing off the hook the whole we're time. Just, we're going to aim for the top, you know, just these legends of uh, uh, pulling with America, and hopefully we get stuck with nobody's. You guys have probably, you guys probably doubled your show time, huh? Again, wow. we are double our usual show time right well, now. This is going to get canned and split into two separate as shows. Brian, so. Brian Connor busted us for murdering the clock, so... Yeah. So yeah. I noticed I was stuck on forty three minutes and seconds for about an hour. No, you, no, you're you everybody's mis- everybody's mistaking. Your YouTube feed just got stuck. Yeah. And yeah. The, the video the video feed was not keeping up with the audio. That's right. You saw That's nothing. Right. You, you know nothing. Moving, but the clock didn't. That's right. No. It's that, an optical illusion. You've had one too many bug lights or whatever. Menagerie of beer. Swan gas bend the bend the sun's rays. We we got in touch with our attorneys at Dewey Screwem and How, and we arranged it so that things moved in a particular way. And I think you got to get Nick off the hard stuff. 
<laughs> I actually think I probably drank more hard shit than he did. Yeah, and no, I'm I'm actually not feeling all that uh, special tonight. No, he actually, he actually uh, maintained his sobriety better than the rest of us. I, he didn't get on the gin. That's the biggest thing. I talked about coming in here with race fuel and nitrous, but after last night, what was the matter with you? Night, you wallet? No, we got wounded last, last night. night we got a little ridiculous. Yeah, oh my god, how, did we get wounded at the Lions How meeting. old are you? Me? Yes, you. Take a guess. Young enough to know that you should be able to keep that shit up. <laughs> no. Well, Andrew, Andrew, how old are you? Sauce. Yes, yeah, same excuse for him. <laughs> no. You didn't, you didn't have the night we did last night. You, I don't you give don't a shit. I've got, ten, we I've got 10 years on him, which is at least as many as I've got on you, if not plus or minus hey, two or hey, three. Hey, you weren't there. You weren't there. So shut your pie hole. Yeah. Exactly. All right, fine. You weren't even there. Yeah, I don't have to be. It's probably best you Weak weren't. Sauce. Bring it. Oh, dear. No, dude. I, I think I'm pretty Nathan, happy. Nathan Drob, 810-618. Let's confirm this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get an invite, so, you know. Drob yeah. didn't show up till after the meeting. Yeah, Farmer Nate. Yeah. No, we, had to, uh, we had to blow his phone up with text this, messages. He's playing Every, pigs. Everybody talks tough when they think they don't have somebody to back it up, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably having a rough time last obituaries with all the chickens that he had dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's pretty broke up about that too. He called. He called me up, asked if I could dig a hole for him. <laughs> the contract with Bob Evans didn't work out so good. So you know what, yeah, Charlie? Know goes. We lost a couple of pigs in 4-H. You know it's pretty tough. <laughs> all right. Well, we gotta line this up. Thank you, Charlie, for calling in. I appreciate it, buddy. We're going to have to get you back on the show and uh, get you guys uh, talking a little more about your experiences with polling because, God, that was a great trip down memory lane. So thank you for yeah, calling in, buddy. you guys do. You guys are doing a great job. God, the nope. che- don't cash no, that not. check till Wednesday, Wednesday next week. I should have the money in there for you to say that. So. Well, I'll be giving you my money to let me come on air by Tuesday. So it works out. So, all right, we'll talk to you later, Charlie. All right, have a good night. We'll talk to you guys yep, later. Bye. Take it easy. Thanks, Charlie. So, so with that, we're gonna wrap up the live feed. I think we're done with that. We got a little bit to do to can a show for uh, Pulling Radio Network for tomorrow. I don't envy Nick right now. He's going to have a lot of chopping to do, and I'm already getting the death highs, as you see on the oh, live man. feed. Oh, you mean he's actually got to do gotta, some work tonight? Yeah, I don't think we're going to have any commercials. It's just going to be... No, there'll be commercials because it. that's our obligation. But Do we oh, screw yeah. them in how? So with that, this is Sidetracked. I'm pulling a radio network. Take it easy. Have you been injured or think you've been injured? Contact the law offices of Do We Screw Them and How? Auto accident, medical malpractice, slip and fall, dog bite, asbestos, your boss is a jerk. Nothing worth reading in the paper, some swamp gas bent the sun's rays and erased your mind? Sit down with our friendly professional staff for a free confidential consultation and cross-examination. Seriously, how can be downright mean? Let the law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe decide who should pay and how much. It could even be you. No, it'll definitely be you. The law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Call 888-555-1234 or online at www.sidetrackpulling.com. That's 888-555-1234 or www.sidetrackpulling.com. Dewey, Screwham, and Howe are not officially licensed attorneys and are obnoxious subsidiary of Sidetrack LLC. No guarantees implied, not available in any areas. Lots of restrictions will apply. Celebrity voice impersonated. Paid for by Ricky Bobby for Congress. All right.
another awesome call tonight. This has just been a mind-boggling show. I think Charles can agree with that if he's still awake. Yeah, he's uh, done for the night. We're Nick, he might have to sleep here at this rate. <laughs> well, all right. Anyways, before hey, Carl, uh, you got anything you want to cover? I know I, you've I'd, been chomping at the bits. So I know I got I got a few things I want to say here. Uh, first of all, coming up June fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, that will be uh, I've heard about this. The Burville Lions three day event Friday night. Our truck and tractor pulls and uh, the announcer sucks for that though. I'm I'm looking at him right now. But, Don't have to worry about that because it's not me. But anyways, so uh, Friday night up for that one. Friday night, uh, we've got truck and tractor poles, and it'll be uh, our main sponsor for the event is Tony Burkhart there at DHD, and uh, he Dirty Hooker Diesel, Dirty Hooker Diesel performance, all season diesel performance. And Holy uh, crap, if I got vintage video where you can see that on the weight box, right? you know he uh, he is uh, he. I'm, Tony, Tony, Nathan Drob, and Steve Nichols. Those are about the only three names I remember going back. You're going to start a fight. Holy oh, shit. Well, I'm saying locally. <laughs> no, you're gonna, no, I don't care if it's local. You're going to... Keep it clean, please. <laughs> but anyways. Any, yeah, now we got to put a bleep in there. Yeah, go, no, Charles. Put, put a bleep in it because you put those names together. It's your I fault. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, you don't care. But anyways. Holy smokes. Oh, Jesus. I'm trying Charles. to wrap up a... F- Show. No, you're you just dropping f bombs left and right. Yeah, you okay? Nate Drob, Steve Nichol. Let's Anyways, look, let's, let's talk put everybody Tony in Burkhardt. there. He's been a great sponsor for he the three day event. Last year, he stepped up and sponsored John the drags for us. He stepped up, sponsored the drag races, and uh, this year he stepped up to sponsor our polling event. So this oh, is. Cool. Want to go back to two point eight days? Do we? No. Okay. This year, you hit the button on him. Come on. This year, it he is the early. It is the Burville Lions, Dirty Hooker Diesel, Truck and Tractor Bulls, and uh, very I'm cool. Very, awesome very, very, very happy sponsor. to have Tony on board with that because, uh, I mean, being based out of where he is up there, being on on the peninsula of Middle Michigan, of nowhere, right? He's in a peninsula. Out of peninsula. It's not pretty. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, he he's not exactly in a in a Detroit or a Chicago. I mean, he's uh, he's kind of out there in the middle of nowhere, and yet you can find his name on parts. Joe Sertankovsky, uh-huh. all fifty states. <laughs> you can find his name on parts in all fifty states, and uh, that's I that's, believe in Canada too. That yes, 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 yes. Oh God, yes, and uh, that's Just pretty messing with you, Tony. <laughs> That's uh, you better it's, uh, behave. <laughs> no, I don't have to. Yeah, yeah, you do. No, I don't. Anyways, it's Just uh, with you, Tony. It's pretty impressive to say that uh, in some little town it's on the coast, personal. on the coast of uh, of Michigan's thumb, coast. that uh, coast. Hey, I'm sorry, his shop is literally within a half a mile of like of the lake. I mean, that that's the coast, right? <laughs> Can we call that the coast of Michigan? You're going. I don't know. Can right. you pull it together for two and a half minutes? Please. Nope. nope. All right. Nope. Just nope. Nick, going. can you just mute Charles? Please, no. at this no. point. Because uh, I want to go home. Yeah. I kind of do, too. It's getting pretty late here. but uh, I got a sick kid at home, so oh, I kind of need to hear that. Oh, he plays the child card. He plays wow. the child really? card. He played right into my child wow. card. Wow. Really? Your own nephew. See how that rates. Well, hey, you know what? Put all that aside. 
Let's talk Tony Burkhardt. You know what? The guy, he's a main name. He is a big Duramax name. Duramax building. Big you name in the Duramax building. You need to get something done for Duramax. He's one of the few names that you know you got to go to. Eric Merchant, the other guy, on the west side of the state. But let's when he's face not it, in Spain. Guys, hey, you know guys, what? I can call up. I can call up Tony, and anybody can call up Tony at any time, and they can say, "Hey, you know what? I need a stock fuel pump. I need an axle shaft. I need a front, whatever." He has, he has truck upon truck upon truck on shelf in stock, ready to ship out. So what's happening you know, with cheap? What's happening with cheap hooker this year? You know what? That's we'll have to find that out. We'll have to call him up and find I, out. I, well, so. I kind of have feel it, feeling I know. I think that's going to be a future episode. I think it's going to be good, and you're going to see it, and that's cool. It, no, it it'll be out. He has told me that truck yeah, is not going anywhere. That truck no. is still alive and well, and he's running it. You know, bad-ass machine. Oh, my God, you that know, truck is impressive. One thing that impresses me is when Tony, you know, he'll get on the different chat forums talking about mm-hmm. his Friday deals or, hey, so-and-so's looking for such a part. He posted a picture, and you forget how much you see his place. His place isn't overly large. No, you know, doesn't it's a nice have size to be. Shop. It's perfect for what he needs it to be. Absolutely. But he go, you know, somebody's impressive. going, hey, does somebody have an AMA axle for a Duramax? You know, we got Tony that. goes, takes a picture. He goes, yeah, I've got a couple. And it's like five A-frame racks with ready-to-go axles, brake drums and everything, ready to go, stacked up. He goes, yeah, I've got a couple. No, that yeah, was ready it, to go. You, you Tony's uh Tony's it's sense amazing. of sarcasm is on point. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> and you know what? He, he can back every single thing he says up in sarcasm because the guy builds some stuff that's awesome. So I, If you have never been to the all-season diesel DHD home, it is, uh, it's can, it's can a that, pretty can impressive. We, can, can we use all-season all anymore? Do, are you old enough to remember that? I am. And actually, if actually, you call... on the sign out front, it still says all-season. And season. if you call the number, it still says all-season diesel performance. Tony, you need to update your uh, voicemail box. But uh, if you've never been by the home of DHD slash all-season diesel, it is, it's a pretty impressive mecca of Duramax parts. I mean, shelf upon shelf, floor... I mean, it's 20-foot ceilings in that building, and, and it goes just, they're floor not, to roof. They're not, they're not just... Duramax builders. I mean, no, sure. no, he does, he does everything. everything. Yeah, I was Tony, just gonna say that. Tony's brilliant with the DH with the Duramax stuff. He sure is the Chevrolets, but they're not scared of a Cummins or a, a Hyper no. or a, four, a Power nope. Stroke build. He works on them all. A lot of all the nice Mar- equipment has come Mar- out of that Mar- shop. They are in there. The Tony Marine, has his hands filled like in the Marine boats. Stuff. Oh my God! He keeps the fire trucks going up there. That boat he was working on a few weeks ago. The stuff that, that the stuff that'll keep you alive. I mean, fire trucks. They're on top of all of Not it. Not only that, a volunteer firefighter in his own part. Yes, he EMT, is. Beyond the fire firefighter, he's an EMT, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I, I can't I'm, confirm or deny. I'm so. pretty sure, full on EMT. So, yeah, we're good. We're glad to have him at a polls because. Somebody can like save your life. Yeah, him and him and and uh, brain fade. Sorry, nah, that's all right. But Scott Kramer, yes, yeah, between Tony Burkhardt and Scott Kramer, those two hey, guys. For once, it wasn't me having the brain fade out of the Wow. But hey, but any you know, anyways, it's uh, but those two guys, they're they're, they're gonna save they're gonna save your ass if things go wrong. Anyways, as as the promoter of the Burbell three day event, I am throwing my hat off to Tony because. I mean, this is a guy whose business is a two and a half hour drive away from yeah. my little pole in the middle of nowhere, but he takes the time to sponsor the event. 
He wants to be a part of it. He drives down. Last year, when he was involved with the drag races, he showed up. He had people in place. He helped us with registration and making sure everything ran smoothly. And, you know, you don't see many businesses anymore getting down to that level at these little, you know, little events, little oh. local events and being part of it. And, uh, and that's a huge, huge tip of the hat to him that he still wants to oh, do absolutely. that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you brought me involved with the three-day event this past year and actually getting to see firsthand, you know, the effort and time that Tony's willing to put yeah. in to help an event be successful. He it's is. very impressive, and I gained a new respect for the gentleman for that. So thank you, Tony, for to all not your only, help. To not only have multiple trucks pulling on multiple classes and multiple organizations, but to still take the time to, to get down and, and actually be part of the behind-the-scenes of those events, too. It's, yeah, it's he's very been nice. behind, He's behind a lot of the shows that we've been behind, and, and uh, something that we learned about during announcer week here a few weeks ago taking care of the sponsors and that was something that he highlighted with us and he's he's not wrong he's absolutely 100 percent right something that we've missed out on and uh my my learning point uh during that week was to to highlight sponsors better and do a better job right you he's put the money down to to do that and we need to highlight them better and it's not just him it's a whole bunch of people and uh, i really could launch into the litany uh, in this area, but I'm gonna, but I'm going to miss. <laughs> we got to we got to wrap it up, and I don't want to miss somebody and and be out of line. So and uh, and one last thing here is uh, tonight we meant to get Tony online since tonight was the call in night, and uh, we didn't get around to that. We had a we're going to do. We will do it again. We will. Yes, we had a absolutely. lot of. We ran out of time. Oh, just point blank. We hit some names that are just. We've been stupid. on the phone for hours, and uh, and that was just. You know, one thing that had to get slipped by tonight, but uh, Tony, we will get you on air coming up in in future episodes. So sit tight and uh, don't get too upset. I mean, we'll get you on here. So with that, I mean, Charles, you got anything? No, we we have really burned We've the candle. Everything we're done. We burned the done. candle at both ends, and this is going to be a show you're going to enjoy. And what we get to withhold, I, I the best interview. I've we've been ever in this done. chair too long. I don't know how I can offer a better tease than to say that I don't even know how to tell you how we're going to hold back what we are forced to hold back based on time constraints, but it'll come out in a future episode. Some absolute legends in the sport of truck and tractor pulling where they name names. They describe what they're up to. They describe their comeback. They come at us with some of the best knowledge that anyone could ever hope to acquire, and we thank them for their oppor- their, their time and their opportunity to, to come on here to the show. It's, it thanks all to them and to, to Andy Gerbach once again for putting us in touch with these guys. Thank you, sir. Are you talking about the time that called in and talked about yeah, the first right, time that he ran that. We gotta tires? We got to wrap this up. So. Once all again, right. uh, I got nothing else. So once again, thank you. Nick Meyer, Life Media Studios. You went above and beyond this week. One half Media Plaza. One half Radio Plaza. But uh, you went above and beyond this week and just simply blew this out of the water. This is probably the most fun and probably one of the coolest shows with the biggest names you've ever had. And without you facilitating that, it would not have occurred. So thank you, sir, for everything. Always glad to be part of it. Let's see how they can edit this crap out. So thank you to Bibs Fink, Charlie, Brian, 
and Dibs. the other one. Who did I miss? Don't worry. We'll we'll hit that at a later date. So with that, my name's Armstead. My name is Posh. And sitting in alongside is Cross. So with that, you we wish you a great night. Take it easy. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Get out my trailer. I want you out.